Welcome to Fear the Big Deals podcast with me. My name is Neil and wonderful co-host Sean. I, I was playing Mortal Kombat 11, but whatever. Yeah, I've dragged them away from his PlayStation 5 to talk about All In. Um, all In! All In! All In! That's me still on the All In high. All In high. Um, high hype. Yeah. And uh, we've got Jack Bennett with us today, who is... In fact, you know what, Jack? Do you want to give yourself a little bit of an introduction? Yeah, I can do. So uh, let you let yeah. you. Speak. You're the promo guy. You do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, uh, I'm Jack. I wrestle. Um, you might have seen me chucking light tubes at Big Joe, or something like that. Also a massive mark for Japanese wrestling. But I did go to All In with the uh, with the big deals guys. So they were sat behind me, conveniently placed. So we uh, went. Funny story, which we'll go into in a minute. Actually, yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, so that's me. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Not a problem. Thanks for giving us your time. First of all, did you enjoy All In? Oh, yeah. God, it was sick, wasn't it? Like, I mean, I think no matter what they put on at that size, I think if you were a wrestling fan, you'd have enjoyed it. I know there's a lot of people, like, bashing it online, going, they did this and they did that. But at the end of the day, like, you just want to see wrestling in the UK on a big screen like this and... The fact we're getting the traction over here is good news, in my opinion. Yeah, the atmosphere so... from the off that day, like I think we we walked in about about an hour before it started, maybe half an hour before the actual like pre show started. But about that, even yeah. at like half capacity, like the air was just thick with, with just people want like wanting to enjoy what was about to happen. People could just sense it was going to be. I mean, they knew it was anyway, but the closer it got, especially once you were in there, you could just tell this is this is something else we're all going to be sort of witness to here, isn't it? Yeah, and let's be honest as well. It was it was special and it was historic. Like, yeah, none of us were expecting when they announced that they're going to be doing a show over in England or the UK. No one really expected Wembley Stadium, did he? No, like, oh no. Maybe Wembley Arena or like do a do a couple. <laughs> yeah, do a couple. Do like Wembley Arena, the MEN. One up north in Birmingham, up north in like Glasgow, maybe or something like that. But yeah, to do it, to do it in Wembley Stadium, and <laughs> to just go in dry like that without seeing yeah. the house show <laughs> to like butter no. us up. <laughs> yeah, no dark like, matches or anything, just straight in there, just, just Wembley, just you know, straight in. Yeah. yeah, like you've got to, you've got to give it to uh, to Tony Khan there, just absolute ballsy move. Like, and the thing is, a lot a lot of the matches weren't really sort of announced until like, what, like the last like ten days leading up to the match to, to yeah. the event or something like that. So, I mean, there was some stuff in there that had yeah, been bubbling under the surface for a little bit, but a lot of it was just like like Jericho Osprey was put together like on what like the twelfth of August, yeah, literally like, like that, the, wasn't like it? Like the week yeah, like and I, I mean, I'm not sorry they did it last minute. It was it was an absolutely incredible match. I mean, we will get to it, but that that was an absolute Jericho showcase. That match, it was yeah. it was unbelievable. And then, obviously, Jericho being Jericho, got everyone interested in that match in one promo. Yeah, and that's 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 just Jericho. I mean, I know people, oh, he's this, he's that, but at the end of the day, he's. Yeah. He's literally one of the best there's ever been. There's a reason he can do like. There's a reason he's been around this long, in my opinion. Like every time he reinvents himself, even if it's not to everyone's taste, somewhere it pops off big time. Yeah, yeah. 
you got like, to the, the, the list stars. over and fucking put people on a list, and it was one of the biggest things at that time in WWE. The stars who've still been around, people like Ric Flair, people like Triple H, but he's the only person to have maintained a, a, a main event level and on the active roster. Yeah. He's never he's never took time off to like be a GM or you know sort of be an authority figure, be a manager or anything like that. I mean, he he was maybe manager esque in the beginnings of like the inner circle and stuff, but when he used to go out with Sammy, but. He was still a very much active member of the roster, and he is now. And he, as I say, he's putting on matches like that with Will fucking Osprey. Yeah. Who is no slouch. <laughs> so, you know <laughs> what I mean? So, oh, he's incredible. We'll talk We'll talk more about that in a, in a little bit. Um, yeah. Should we just run straight into going through the matches? We will, but yeah, we before do. we do, I'll go just on. mention, we did say it was a funny story that um, we've got Jack on today. And oh, it yeah. was... So me and Neil, we walked into Wembley, we got down to our seats, I think we were there for about half an hour, and as me and him were just talking absolute waffle as we do to each other, um, we were under the impression that we'd been recognised, <laughs> <laughs> because someone in front was like, oh, you're, you're the, the big deals guys, so me and Neil got a little bit of a semi on over there, and it turned out that Neil had actually reached out to Jack, um, it was about a couple of months ago, maybe maybe not that long ago. Like a month ago. Yeah, yeah so um, we weren't recognised. We had actually gone out of our way to speak to Jack. Uh, and it was just funny that... Um, so the reason you couldn't come on was that this was the beginning of the injury, wasn't it? Um, yeah. The injury was still fresh at this point. Yeah, so I was like... I was in and out of the hospital quite a lot of my wrist. So I've got it plated up now. But yeah, I like completely yeah. snapped the radius after diving off the roof at Kunta. So. There you go. And we just thought it was quite sort of serendipitous that... After missing out the first time, of, of all the 85,000 people or so there, the Jack would be literally sat right in front of us. So we just felt it was right that we have him on. It was meant to be sort of thing that we just have him on to yeah, do yeah. this um, recap. Um, yeah. Obviously, if he's dog shit, we won't believe in serendipity anymore. But... <laughs> <laughs> I'm wrong. We'll not next time. But no, yeah, but... It, was, it was just really funny that um, Jack... Happened to be sat in front of us, so yeah, because all... I think one, once it, we realized about what halfway through, like we've been talking to you a little bit throughout, obviously, throughout the event, and you were just like, Yeah, you're the fear of big deals, guys. And I was like, Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, it didn't click straight away. Like, I was like, Hold on, I swear it's them. I was like, I'm even <laughs> like, I'd like 50 50, like, I'm even like a real dickhead now. Or all day, it's like, a risky I'm move cool. because we're not even anyone that's known, so if it wasn't us, we would have been like, Who the? <laughs> Well, the ballsy mate, ballsy. This guy? Yeah, yeah. ballsy moves. You appreciate your moxie, pal. Ah, I try, mate. I try. And if it, and but, if it um... wasn't us, I'd have liked whoever it was to just have gone, yeah, yeah, that's us. <laughs> what, <laughs> and then it's not them. <laughs> but it was a, it was a nice. But um, basically, nice what we're saying is we are yet to be recognised by anyone. So, someone, please feel free to just recognise Neil. If I, if someone recognises me, I'm just going to put my head down and walk past, but then I've got my headphones in. Um, I'm not big on social interaction. Neil loves it. Hug him. I Ask him it. everything about himself. We we like it, because, but I hate people. It's, that it's, guy uh, two rows down, he would definitely give you a hug in the street. Oh, <laughs> that guy two rows well, down, if you're watching or listening, because you can't watch anywhere because, you know, audio. Um, I hope you're okay. and We hope you made it home. You were I annoying, did reach out. but you were quite funny. Uh, I did reach out to get him on the show. Turns out he was only on day release, and um, he's not allowed back out until this this Sunday coming, and this wow. is Thursday. So, 
He's not allowed out until all <laughs> 2024. They have him in a straight jacket and a muzzle up until Sunday, so this is, you can't get away without him. Shit. Ah, oh, well. For them to go to church. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, now we'll move on. Let's let's get into it. So, are we, I mean, are we going to talk the pre-show? Are we going to talk... Um, because obviously, we, well, I suppose we'll have to because of the um, soiree that stemmed from the Jack Perry match, aren't we, really? Yeah. Should we, should we not? Everyone's talking about it. I know, yeah, really. let's be like them. So <laughs> we've got, we've got to, <laughs> why be a sheep when you can be a lion? <laughs> think, think, think of the hashtags. <laughs> we can, we can. Say the same shit everyone else is saying, or we can just rush past it. Put the hashtag on anyway, and just be like, "Ah, Phil just didn't talk about it. Unlucky." Well, I've, Wait, I've got inside information. I read social media. <laughs> you just repeat so whatever they melt to said. Yeah. I read all the Twitter comments, so I've I've got the yeah. inside scoop. Yeah, I heard Dave Meltzer gave it three out of five stars. Yeah, just a scuffle, just a wee scuffle, a wee Actually, let's first yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah, pre-show. Um. Aussie Open against better than you, baby. <laughs> you got really excited. <laughs> yes, because yes, yes. <laughs> do you know why? Because I remembered I finally got to see the MJF kangaroo kick. Oh, you did, you did. And I'll be honest, and it paid off that move by talk because everyone was slating that move. Why would you have your two main event stars opening the show, risking them if they're gonna, you know, carry over? And it, it worked. They, they not, they didn't play it safe at all. They put on a highly entertaining yeah. match, didn't they? Yeah. Some high I, spots in it. I I loved it because did were you did you get in for that match, Jack? Yeah, so we yeah. got in like about maybe ten minutes before it started. So uh, I was I had some music playing when we were just scanning the tickets through the turnstile, and I was like, oh God, I can't miss this. I can't miss it. Like if we miss Jack Perry and Hulk, you know that's that happens. But Aussie Open and Adam Cole and MJF, no chance. But yeah, really good match. Like everyone. I know everyone was going, oh, there's no chance that MJF and Adam Cole are going to win because they're going to face each other at the night at the main event. Yeah. But, mm. like, I I said, I was like, you know what? Tony Khan's been proving everybody wrong recently with all yeah. what he's doing. Uh, I was like, you know what? They, they're going to take it. They're going to take it. So I think he, I think he played true to that for the whole night as well. Well, I thought that this match was going to be, <clears throat> excuse me, I thought this match was going to be used as, as somewhat of like a swan song to to better than you, baby, because I thought we'll get all the spots, we'll get the, the double clothesline, we'll get the kangaroo kick, which we did. Uh, we got the hug, stuff kick. like that. But not only did they do that, they then went on to take the belts, which which, which no one was expecting. I was expecting some sort of like um, confusion between them. Someone hit someone else and then that, lead, that tension carries over into the end. They came out of it tighter than ever. Yeah. Um, yeah. With belt. So that, that, I think that threw everyone for a loop a little bit because they thought, okay, so this now opens up what is actually going to happen in the main event for, for, for those who may have thought they had it nailed and what was going to happen and so on. I, I love so, it. I just think Tony Khan knows his shit. Like, yes. every, like you get people who shit on any and he does. And we've spoke about this in numerous episodes and online where this weird tribalism thing in wrestling and it's like stop it because there's one winner well there's a few winners really when two companies are doing well there's the companies yeah. there's the wrestlers 
and there's the fans. Yeah. Like, if you don't like something one company's doing, just don't watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, it's subjective. One of the easiest things in the world to do is not watch something you don't want to watch. And if you like both of them, cool. If you like one of them, cool. If you like none of them and you're just like indie wrestling or you just like deathmatch wrestling or you just like flippy shit, no matter what you, you like. Pretentious fuck. Yeah, you pretentious fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like, you like what you like, you don't hear like fucking, you know, not everyone has to tell everyone else what they don't like. Just don't fucking yeah. watch it. Simple. Simple as that. And it, But if you don't watch AEW, you missed MJF doing a kangaroo kick, so fuck off. <laughs> what yeah, do you think they're going to do? Are these these Ring of Honor belts, I mean, are, they, are these going to be a a storyline tool? Um, I'll be thinking they're not going to have them for that long. They're going to be used to stir up some trouble. Maybe they'll go up against the kingdom. Well, has everyone watched Dynamite from last night? I have. I have yeah, no. But no. I'm cool with spoilers because I've just been binging nothing but Big Japan. So we're all cool with that. So <laughs> nice. you're, not, you're not that nice about well, spoilers. Well, don't spoil that for us, okay? Uh, <laughs> 96.11, I can write you a book. I'll yeah. email you the PDF. <laughs> <laughs> don't spoil something for us that happened 25 years ago. Um forbid. I haven't seen it. It's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> so they're having a... Battle Royal on Friday. Tag Team Battle Rampage, Royal. Tag Team Battle Royal. Whoever wins gets the face better than you, baby, for the ROH tag belts. And I think they might keep them belts on them for a little bit because it'll get more eyes on Ring of Honor. Yeah, and then they'll, they'll be used to stay up trouble like later on down the line when yeah. the cracks start to show sort of thing, which they inevitably will. It, yeah, I don't want them to, but they will event eventually. If this is this is yeah. wrestling we're talking about. There is no happy endings. There isn't. I, there really isn't. I just feel that like Ring of Honor, like since it's been brought back, it's just not got like that shine that it used to. I mean, it's uh, it's AEW awesome. developmental. I've I've said this for a long yeah. time. No, it's 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 and maybe it's a good thing because you know it it it's. It's maybe the lesser of two evils. It's this, or it went into you know the void and, and yeah. went into sort of uh, thingy. But um, it will have a time. I mean, they they're doing the best to keep the eyes on it by again. You know, they had Chris Jericho as as champion for the time. That they're, they're dipping into um, having certain AEW stars with certain belts. Um, we'll just pretend Wheelie Utah didn't have the sure. I hate Wheelie Utah so much. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's not get into that. I'm not going to fall into that. Um, but you're going to talk about them right later when we talk about the stadium stampede. Yeah, but what 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 better developmental is there for certain stars than being on, uh, you know, a, a TV tape show? Yeah, uh, you know, like it's it, it's it's higher up than NXT. Um, not not to discredit NXT, but it's it's a higher level yeah. than it because it, it's considered the main event. You know what I mean? It's considered top tier amongst yeah. what's out there at the minute. NXT is still an actual developmental, so I think I think could they be doing better with it? Yes. Um, are they are they keeping Claudio too much for their own storylines? Yes, instead of building that that title as something that needs to be four four, maybe yeah, yeah. Definitely. Or you know, it's still afloat and it's it's not doing terribly. So I think you know we could settle for worse. I think. I think some of the I stuff mean, they're doing with some of the people they've got as well is is really good. One of the main people is Athena. 
Yeah. Yes. Actually, it's just fucking brilliant. Like, mm-hmm. I just gave me Athena against um, Statlander. Yeah. For both titles. Oh, like Shida. You know, I would, I'd take yeah. Shida against Athena any day of the week. Yes. Just feels yeah. like, I don't know, Ring of Honor's like a couple of steps up from Dark. I mean, the first couple of like, first couple of months of Dark was insane. Like, you had, yeah. I think it was Joe Miller against Kenny Omega in a Dark match. I was like, mm. Jesus Christ. And then all of a sudden, it's just like three minute squash match central, and you're just like, oh, that again. Yeah. It comes become background noise rather than something you're invested in. Yeah. But, well, let's not forget when um, when WWE brought back um, Saturday Night Main Event in in 2011. The first match on that was WWE Champion CM Punk versus World Heavyweight Champion uh, Sheamus. I think something like six weeks down the line, you had something like Fandango against. Um, Curtis Axel or something like that. Like we know that they put the like when the show was launched, they will give you all of the candy you want just to get you in there. And then yeah. once you're in there, you're stuck su- sucking on bitter lemon sort of thing after a while, and you just have to deal with what's there. But um, I mean, I I'll be honest, I'm I I'm not massive on dark. I, I don't watch it all that much. That sense it's just stop now. Yeah, there, is, there is no dark it? now. Like, that's what. Yeah, uh... Stop. <laughs> so you can't be watching it anymore. <laughs> Why did they stop it? Collision, basically. Yeah. Stop so is elevation still a thing? No. No. No, that's stopped now. You should know this. You're meant I mean, to be a journalist. I need to start. You no. Know. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is news to me. Um, <laughs> I'm shocked. I'm going to have to give it have a minute just to get my shit together. But yeah, it was... Dark was good because... Well, I like it again, like you say, at the beginning because they used it for storylines and everything as well. Um... They had matches on Dark that I'd then follow on and be on yeah. Dynamite and Rampage, but it did just end up being sort of like something just to give everyone on the roster. Sort well, of that's it. I yeah. I thought it was just used for because I mean I I would see someone debut and then four weeks later their like win loss record would be like twelve one and two or something. <laughs> yeah, I'd be like yeah. I'd be like as someone who just watched the main shows, I'd be like, when did this happen? And then I found out that they'd been on like dark and elevation. They weren't just like fixing the numbers to make them <laughs> No, it wasn't it wasn't like Goldberg's un- undefeated streak. Where it I just thought it was for like tax reasons. They have to have used them a certain <laughs> amount of times. Goldberg went from twelve Undefeated matches to 142 in the space he's of three he, months. Yeah, he's what you call a tax write off. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> they did that with him. I just feel that like it was all right when it was like 40 minutes. You can be like, yeah, you know what? I can I can keep watching this. But then when it was like an hour, an hour and 40, two yeah. hours, like there's probably like 10 minutes of good actual footage in this. And the rest of it, I'm going to be like half watching it, half checking my phone. Yeah, he did have some banger bit... matches though on there, didn't he? Yeah. Like, like oh, you God. say, again, in the early days. Oh, it, like, I think they used the Mox... Uh, no, it was the Joe Janela Omega was warming up for Moxley Omega, I yeah. think. So, and obviously, like, Joe Janela against Sonny Kiss. Like, that that was pretty good. That got me invested. But then pulled the trigger on it very quickly, so... Yeah. It was a bit rotten. So yeah, um, um, let's push we? on then. So we're Aussie, going Aussie up Open to... MJF, Adam Cole, obviously Adam Cole and MJ... well, I say obviously, yeah, everyone knows they've watched yeah. it. 
No spoilers. Here. And because <laughs> everyone everyone already knows about the Jack Perry match, so let's just do our recap here. So uh, Hook came out, my nipples got hard. Jack Perry came out in a limo, uh, skiff scaff. Hook got through through glass. Perry said something stupid. Went backstage. Our day continued. Our our knowledge stops there when he walked backstage because yeah. we weren't there. So we've got nothing to talk about. That's it. If you want to, if you want to read some of the shit, go and look at the articles and stuff. But go we look at the there, so we can't give you. Yeah, we can only give you cold hard facts. So we're not going to get into that. So we're not going to lie to you. And the fact is, we don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. All I know is <laughs> Jack Perry's a winded little. No, look, I'm not. <laughs> no, we're not going to fall into it. We're not going to fall into it. Let's move no, on. So, um, main show time. Main showtime. We didn't expect them to start with this, did we? No. No. I heard Samoa Joe's music and I just was like, oh. Technically, it makes sense because they were opening the show with a championship match. Um, Is it a paper championship? We don't know yet. You know, they haven't worked out what to do with it yet, but it was for a championship. Was it the real world? The real, the real world. The real world. I want to see get... when he says the real world heavyweight champion. When it starts off real world, I just think that TV show, real world. <laughs> so I think it's he's the champion of that TV show. He's the real world heavyweight champion. But I think I'm just reading the wrong syntax. Is it? I don't know. I don't know. Big word. I want to know, yeah. Jack. I want to know your feelings on the whole real world champion thing. I think it's half just he's utilising what he's got. Like, he knows now that he's going to go into a building and the diehard fans are going to absolutely love him and they're going to praise whatever he does. But there's also going to be a lot of the new fans or like the Omega marks or the New Japan marks that are going to be like, you know what, we've with what you've been doing. So, and he's, he's just capitalising on that. He's thinking, what's the best way to do it? Everyone loves MJF at the minute. I'll yeah. just say, I'm a champion. It's like the most like basic 101 heel thing to do, isn't it? So, yeah. yeah. It's but, one of them where... it's, it makes sense because the, there's collision is its own sort of at the minute, not not quite a gated show, but it's it's you know it's it's separate to the dynamite roster, so to speak. So it's a gated it show because CM Punk sort of anyone in. need a belt. I, I know they were sort of using Orange Cassidy with the international title as to be the belt of the show, not not the, the top belt, but that was what was defended on there and, and FTR with the, the tag teams. But it sort of makes sense because you need. Especially on a standalone show, you need that, pardon the pun, pinnacle sort of level. Uh, you, yeah. you need it to all culminate somewhere. You need everyone to be chasing for something. Um, otherwise, it just turns into you know endless grudge matches, and that means you have, your storyline has to work harder, your, your writing team has to work harder. So, um, is it a little bit lazy? Maybe there's an argument there somewhere, but I, I think it was a much needed injection into the show. Um, as you say, it turns punk heel even more. Um, if that is indeed what he's doing, or whether it's just natural hatred, I've yet to see him do anything truly healy. I think, or like maybe he's speaking, he's speaking truths from facts that are out there, kayfabe wise. He is technically yeah. still the champion. Um, you know, some of the, like the teams he's putting together and things like that. But I don't, I don't see him as really healy yet. I think it's, it's, it's the outside interaction. It's the outside sort of atmosphere what's going on that's turned everyone against him and he's just took hold of it and is riding it is utilizing it yeah. rather than letting it affect them he's definitely like 50 50 polinty he's like he's chucking yeah. a question out there and half you're gonna like it half you aren't and he's just letting the fans play with that i feel yeah 
Yeah. Because there, there is that thing he did. Was it at the end of Collision where someone had a hangman page sign and he was like, it, and he started going on about, oh, I sell more toys than hangman page and stuff like this. And it's like, <laughs> are you working with that or are you really pissed that someone's got a hangman page sign and have you thrown your toys out the pram? It's yeah. like, sometimes you get the impression that at times, instead of playing his own game, he's attempting to play theirs. Mm. And it's that sort of young man trying to shout at a load of millennials. Yeah. So it's the thing where sometimes you do just sound like you, you don't get it. So it, it doesn't come across right when you do it. So it might just come across as direct bitterness sometimes and him just having a point of shot. But I think it's just him sort of like being a bit weak and trying to do things their way sometimes a little bit. Yeah. It's like the edgy pipe bomb, like kind of stuff. I feel it's like very subjective yeah. towards what it's probably it's probably his thoughts that he doesn't want to say, but then he feels, you know what, this is gonna get a bit of heat or some fire behind it. So might as well drop yeah. it out and see where it goes. But he he always seems to do it when things are dying down as well, though. It's like oh everything's dying down or everything, you know, no one's no one's saying this, no one's doing that, and then he goes, I sold more figures than you, hangman. And it's like why? Because now everyone on the internet's going well. Obviously, to get people talking about it, that's why he's doing it. But it's just. I suppose the the, the the other side of that is, I mean, you look at some of the stuff that MJF says. He's he's incredibly polarized with some of the stuff he says, and <laughs> yeah. but because he's not under the spotlight for anything else, people are just clapping, saying "Great to your work." Like imagine if he was under the spotlight for something similar, and he was still spouting those sort of things. A lot of people will it would just rub them up the wrong way. So I think that's, it's a case of how, how the character is viewed more along what to say. Yeah, that's also because MJF's doing it on the show and not after it's gone off air and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like, come on, Philip. Breaking come on, team. Phil. The only, the, only, <laughs> the only thing I think about the whole real world champion and stuff like that is if you're going to do that, the, the person who's the quote-unquote real world champion has got to come back and enter the feud with the world champion. Yeah. Like when he did it with Cena in WWE. Like... You need like something with like the two belts, I feel like. WrestleMania yeah. with the match. You, you need to do something where one goes in the bin and one gets kept. Yeah. But it, it doesn't necessarily no have to be Punk who, who, who starts. I mean, Punk could lose that belt. Someone can screw up the X off it. I mean, someone like Ricky Starks is fully capable of, of, of taking that belt and, and, and you know, trying to uh, unify them over with someone over on Dynamite, whoever, maybe Adam Cole, you know, where, where he, he is, I think, eventually going to get that belt at some point. I think no one else can take it from MJF except for him, mm. is what's happened. So yeah. I, I I wouldn't say no to, to Ricky Starks, Adam Cole, maybe, you know, um, 12, 14 months down the line when, when things have settled backstage a little bit and they can start integrating these shows a lot more. As I say, at some point, the whole the elite punk thing um, has got to become workable. At some point, things have got to cool down enough where that becomes workable. Yeah. And then we can sort of make it one show again, unify the belts, have everyone working together and have you know these feuds the fans have wanted for so long finally out there. I reckon they've just got to sit them in the room. It's sit them in a room with some of the sort of... No chairs, though. No chairs, <laughs> no chairs, no weapons. <laughs> Sit them in a room no with dogs. Tony Schiavone so they, can be... <laughs> so they can be like, no physicality. And sit them in with people like Jericho and Big Show. You know, Daniel Bryan. Bryan yeah. Danielson, I still call him Daniel Bryan. I've still called him Big Show there, so that's 
<laughs> like stick them in a room with all these people who are experienced and know what they're doing and they've been involved in things like that and just mm -hmm. say listen talk it out like because there's money to be made well for Matt Hardy and Edge and yeah. Peter like I couldn't do that but people still talk about that feud to this day yeah. and like punk people like FTR and someone else of his shoes and they get up against the elite the golden elite whatever that is money and that is yeah. what the fans want. And that is honestly, I think we were talking about it earlier. They need to strike while the iron is still hot. Yeah. Because if this simmers down, just becomes one of those arguments in the past that we speak of and they never work together again and everything else is sour for it, then as I was talking before, there's no point in us watching pro wrestling anymore. If, if the guys aren't smart enough to capitalise on something like this in the long run, then the whole thing is pointless. Like we deserve this, they deserve the money for it. Yeah, you know, this will do that. Anyone involved in this is going to get carried up. I'm not saying it will go to bloodline levels. Um, it might do, I don't know what I'm saying, but it will, but it will be what we all want for once. It will be what we all want, no matter how it plays out, as long as they are against each other and this whole thing is made workable, then we'll be happy. Or I just they need to just get over themselves a little bit. They need to put the professional back into professional wrestling. Yes. Do you like that? Do you like what I did there? That was good, that. Yeah. Um, back to the CM Punk. <laughs> back yeah. to the CM Punk Joe match. <laughs> um, yeah, I know we just got off on a deep end, fucking tangent again. Um, how was that for you, Jack? Uh, I loved it. I mean, I remember being <laughs> Sounds a kid. like you just made love to him. <laughs> it, was, it was satisfying. I wouldn't um... ask them how it was. I'd have told them how it was. Yeah, so... Consensually. So I I grew up watching like Ring of Honor and yeah. like CM Punk's been like a massive thing for me growing up. So it's like the little nuances of like him and Joe's previous matches. That's been that was like so cool for me. Like yeah. watching I remember watching the Summer of Punk. I remember having like the DVD of it from Ring of Honor and obviously the trilogy of him and Joe. So of course that the one that had it. the it was like the black background and it had it was a punk yeah punk on, on the, the front. front with yeah I remember that I think I borrowed that off someone. Well, I never I'm got one back after I lent it to someone, so it's probably mine. <laughs> I'm, I'm I sold but... it for crack. <laughs> oh, damn. But yeah, I thought it was like, like the perfect way to like get people like reinvested in like the core product. And it, people will watch like people type in Smojo versus CM Punk now looking mm -hmm. for that match and they'll find Old Ring of Honor, yeah. which I yeah. think is a really cool thing because you're not going to get that type of attitude on television today that they had back then. No. Oh, absolutely Definitely not. not. I think, um, and I was saying to Sean, uh, last week or the week before, I was just sitting there and it dawned on me, it's like, you're going to see some old job against CM Punk in front of 80,000 people. Yeah. yeah. And that's when I was just like, that's sort of when the excitement of All In hit me. Like, I was excited anyway because, you know, I'm going to watch wrestling and... yeah. I like wrestling, obviously. It's all right, isn't it? Yeah, it's, yeah I don't I'm think getting, it's too I'm getting, bad, I'm getting into it. I like it's all right, it. now I like for my taste, but, you know, it's, it's not too bad. Yeah, it's okay. And then I was just like, oh, fuck, this is going to be so fucking good. Yeah. And it was. And Joe did his little nope when Punk went off the top rope, which is... He, did, he, he didn't... He, 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 um, second time round, he managed to do it. Yeah, he, um, he, did, he did it once. Yeah. And just, but he just sort of like sidestepped them and then but it had some good spots I mean like the, the, the with it being that open there wasn't a, a, a great deal for them to do with it being a, a standard match so to speak but yeah. we had the moment where you know um, 
Joe's called Punk dude in the Hurricane Rana and he swung him through the announce yeah. table. Um, cool. Punk goes missing for seven minutes and mysteriously comes out bleeding. Um, <laughs> wow. Um, but it had, some, it had some good spots. Obviously, um, he didn't attempt a GTS again. Whether that's to do with what happened on Collision when people say he was, you know, he, he botched it as the, was the golden golden vampire. Yeah. What he was for. Um, he did the Pepsi plunge. But again, as we were saying there, that's like a hark back to, you know, the Ring of Honor days. Yeah. Um, that that punk me good, over. to be fair. Yeah, yeah I went not... over. Do we agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. I don't think, I think it was, it was like the right place. Yeah. But I feel like mm-hmm. all the matches were good, but I just don't feel the card was arranged properly, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel yeah, like yeah, yeah. the first half was very, like, five-star match-worthy, like, contestants. But because it wasn't where it should have been on the card, it kind of felt like it lost its value. Yeah. Well, I've had a similar thought, and I think this was the other night I was watching it back, but then I started thinking to myself, well, when it comes to, when you look at that card and someone says to you, right, well, take what matches out and switch them with matches further down, it's harder than you think, because when you start thinking, well, if I want this higher up, which one am I going to take out from him? Because, I mean, the likes of, like, Sting, Darby Allen, you had Jericho Osprey later on. They were big atmosphere matches once the lights are gone oh, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, which one of them are you going to sacrifice for these other matches to go into, you know? Uh, I would have just switched it around a bit. I would have probably put the House of Black six man, that first. I feel that would have been that would have really? been a good opener. Because yeah, because the acclaimed are like so over. And yeah. with those going over, I feel that would have been the perfect way to because with Punk being 50-50. That should have yeah. been like just halfway, I feel. I feel if you put the acclaimed in the House of Black, it's going to get everyone pumped into it, especially that feel-good win. Yeah. See, I, I think that was perfect because the momentum for that match carried over into the main event perfectly, I think. Yeah. I think. I mean, everyone would have been hyped for it anyway, but and yeah. plus, if that was in the daytime, we wouldn't have got the, the, the um, tribute with the lantern. I well, well, we would have, but it would have had obviously less effect. People would just yeah. be thought, yeah. why's, he, why's he got a bucket in his hand? Yeah, <laughs> I think the house of black had to middle. be when it was when it was dark. Fuck, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, but there was that. Funnily enough, I literally have 50 50 split for CM Punk written on my notes. Yeah, there's a lot of booze. There was, was a lot of booze. Not coming but, from me. Love you, Phil. No, no, no but two rows <laughs> down, mate. Different story. It's just one of them, though. That, like when those guys, I know, I mean. We had great seats, but we, we weren't close yeah. to like you know any any of the entrance ways. I just get the impression that like when these kids were shouting this, if, if Punk would have turned around and went what, they would have just put their heads down and started like grinding the heel into the floor or yeah. something like that. Like well, these guys mean? are about the aggression, but not about the confrontation of it yeah. like at all. Can you remember the rampage where that dude offers CM Punk booze? Yeah, I feel like they'd be there. <laughs> guys that do that, yeah. and he'd be like, "Whoa, what's, yeah. what's on here?" And he's like, "Oh, mate, have a pie, have a pie." <laughs> what, what did he have? Vodka and vodka and coke without the coke, uh, without on. the vodka, <laughs> just Pepsi. But um, I feel like we should have come up with a little rating system for for our, for what Jack thought of the matches, and I'm gonna make one up now. I'm I'm gonna do timber holes, Jack. Holes. How many out of ten Timberhulls? What give is this, punk? TNA? <laughs> yes, <laughs> ten standard. <laughs> ten Timberhulls? Uh, I couldn't think of anything else. I'd probably say for like that. Um, I mean, I could have done with it being a bit longer, personally. But yeah. I, I'm used to watching like 
New Japan where there's like silly 60 minute matches mm. and stuff like that. Yeah. I'd probably say like seven and a half, maybe eight. I mean, with a bit more like storyline development, it would it would have been steady eight, easy. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. Well, not a bad score for the opening match. Dave Meltzer yeah. coming for your star ratings with our turnbuckles. And then a- next up was another surprise. We weren't expecting this one to be so early on in the show as well. It was um, Golden Elite. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect that to be <laughs> straight after. Because again, sorry. I'm just looking at Neil's notes for this, and he, he's he's put the wrestlers' surnames, but it just starts with White Juice, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sort of just childish laughing at that a little bit. White Juice. Um, let's talk about White Juice. White Juice. Milk. Sure, we've all got lots to say. Now let's move swiftly on. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it went straight into it, didn't it? There wasn't even any sort of hold up between the matches or anything like that. There was no. Um, no. We need ten minutes to set up or not, and it was yeah. as they were leaving the ring, the promo started, the, the 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 sort of intro to it started straight away, didn't it? Yeah, I think yeah. that's the sort of the sort of difference on being there and watching it at home, mm. because they just obviously it's a it's very you know commentary, um sort of like video packages, promo segments and stuff, and it's just like they just put it on the big screen. Um, this is one of the ones where I'd agree with Jack in the sense of like the sort of delay the layout of the show. I would have preferred this one to be later on, uh, yeah, maybe definitely. early early in the second half, so to speak. Um, yeah. Just after the I women's think, match or before, I think would have been like perfect for this. Yeah, yeah, because what you've got to think is this is their their biggest show they've ever done. Let's face it, Omega is is one of if not one of the biggest building blocks of the company. Um, yeah. At this sort of show, he deserved that huge, you know, it's 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 late even sort of thing. The yeah. atmosphere, the lights, and I think that was taken away a little bit. Um, maybe that's just my personal opinion of of wanting the, you know, the the gloss and the fireworks and all that because the match itself was, you know, what you would expect and more. Yeah. I think um, yeah. from it, but yeah, I, I'll agree with Jack on that one. If I if I was laying the show out myself, I would have had this one later. But again. You know what do you sacrifice it for in that second half? Which <laughs> you know for the matches that we'll get to, it's it's a, it's a it's a difficult call. But yeah, I'm just looking at um, to probably put that in between stadium stampede and a women's match. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'd say. Oh yeah, place for it. Um, but like you say, it was it had everything you'd expect in that match. Um, I never used to like Juice Robinson. Really, I, I didn't. I, I, do you know what? There was just something about him. Is it the voice? It's the. It's the, it the voice. Yeah, it's it's the the voice. Like <laughs> it's the. It's. He sounds like if Danny DeVito was in the Gremlins. Yeah, that's what he'd be. Yeah. Obviously, not <laughs> taking thin exhaust. Yeah, not taking anything away from out because he's a fucking good wrestler. Not taking anything away of that. It's just a. It's just very annoying, but now, I fucking love him. Mm-hmm. I just think he's. I think I love him now because he is annoying. Not he was, he was great to soft. see. Yeah, 
<laughs> he was great to see when he wasn't even in action because he's on the ropes and he, he he's giving it the, you know he's giving it the beans he's up and down he's he's sort of he's, I think was he barking like a dog at one place <laughs> <laughs> just what he is like one of those little small terrier type dogs that's all permed up and he's just yeah 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 just yapping himself off at you yeah I think what's um, older for me is when he came out with the cardboard cut out of Jay White <laughs> when Jay White wasn't available I was like okay yeah I get it now yeah. it's fucking good. He's, he's an over the top character and, and when done right I know I know we're in like the age of like okay fames no more and blah 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 but you, you still like to see an over the top character and I think in this day where everyone's got to be real so to speak it's it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a hard balance to find and I think he's definitely found it himself at the minute maybe yeah there was some teething problems as you say you may not have liked him at first that might be in the case for a few people but um, he's what I mean the thing is like it's a risky move to put him with like the young guns because they weren't overly popular to begin with either. They've only like recently hit their stride. No one agreed with them taking the belts off the acclaim and things like that. He so just called them the young them guns. Together. What are they called? Gun club. Yeah. Gun club. Whatever. There's guns. I mean, weren't they called the, they called the young? Well, weren't they called the young guns at one point? Billy Guns kids. I mean, when they were kids, probably. <laughs> yeah. Billy, yeah. Billy Ass is like, hey, young guns. I could have Stop swore it. they were called the young guns at one point. Where do you know? That might have been a hallucination. I'm not sure, you know. Yeah. I don't think. Well, whatever. Know. Maybe I just whatever. made a mistake. But whatever. But um, no, I'm I'm all about um, I'm all about white juice. <laughs> that um white juice white everywhere. Juice. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jay Jay White is I'm not I'm not normally overly fond of those. Really, sort of arrogant, cocky, but angry characters. I mean, Triple H was probably the pioneer of it, and Triple H is my guy. But I think a lot of people have tried since and failed to, to emulate that. But I think yeah. he he pulls that across very well. He, he he's doing it, but he's not becoming sort of um, overly unreachable by the audience. You know, like he's not yeah. taking it too far that you can't in some way latch onto him and 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 um, be an actual fan, not just of his work but of him as a character as well because there's there's plenty of people you can hate and appreciate the the, the work they put in but um yeah I mean and plus he's got facial hair now so you, you don't get to see him with that James Ellsworth thing yeah the one underneath <laughs> there he's got no chin let's be honest he looks like Zach Braff um oh. and Gail Platt if they ran into each other really quickly I'm and just like melded into I, I do think... like him, but he he has no chin. He he looks like a, a sort of like like a balloon, and someone's been drawing a face on it, but they've drawn it too low down. So when it comes to putting the chin in, it's just really tight and really small. I was very skeptical of him going to AW. To be fair, because like being leader of Bullet Club and everything, and you know he's been on he was on such a tear away, and then coming to AW, I was like, is this going to kill him off? Yeah. Like, luckily it hasn't. But at the same time, I feel like. I think Bullet Club was very boring for a while. Like, mm-hmm. even when Jay White was in it and Juice Robinson. But then I feel like when Juice Robinson and Jay White left, I feel like there's this gap now. And I didn't feel like David Finley filled it. But Bullet Club Gold's yeah. cool. But whether Bullet Club could, like, Gold could go over to Japan and do the same stick, I, yeah. I don't think. I, I, I think they're now yeah, becoming yeah. a victim of that sort of... They, they've always been in... in the Bullet Club um, and they have so it's, it's like NWO syndrome as the longer yeah. that went on the, the, the worse yeah. it got um, maybe after Jay White because I mean it was 
when Jay White, Juice Robinson were in there uh, in, over in Japan, it, it was good. But as you were saying, it, it was sort of starting to taper off a little bit. And with yeah. them gone now, you see just how much they were holding that up over there. Maybe just give it a break for a little bit and then maybe in 18 months, two years' time, have some form of triumphant return. Well, I feel like... Characters. I feel like the whole, like, point of it's gone. Like, it was meant to be like a Gaijin faction, like a foreigner faction. Yeah. And, also, yeah. and the only one they wanted in was Yujiro uh, because yes. they sort of get with the uh, Japanese market. So I thought, okay, that, that works. And obviously now you've got House of Torture which is just like some massive group of shithouses. But I mean, War Dogs is pretty cool. I mean, I think that's the first time since the Elite it's really looking like, yeah, we're like the NWO, we're taking over the place. Like Gabe Kid's on an absolute tearaway right now. Over yeah. There. Mm-hmm. yeah. I, think it, it. I think it did start to lose a little bit of traction when um, young, like obviously the Elite left. Yeah. Because... Let's be honest, Young Bucks, Omega, Hangman were massive. Yeah. Oh, God. And when, when they left, it just, you know, a lot of people stopped talking about New Japan and probably stopped watching it, which by the sounds of things, I don't think you did. <laughs> no, um, no, I've been there, been there for a few years now, mate. My yeah, yeah. It's not ended yet. No. <laughs> So if we if we hop back to, to the all-in match then, what do we think oh, yeah. about for, for the hype that this match had and for it being on on the sort of biggest stage they've had so far, how do we feel about it inevitably just inevitably just being used as a tool to fear the the Omega to catch the rivalry? Do you think that I mean because it was it was a little bit of a was it an anticlimactic ending after after such oh, a God, sort yeah. of fast-paced match? Yeah. Just to have a quick sort of schoolboy pulling for him to the question on Omega. I get like that the next match back between them is going to be heated now because of that. But I mean, could that not have happened on Dynamite after? Could that not have happened on you know on, on a rampage? Did that have to happen there and then? I'm not saying that Takeshita and, and um Jay White and Soul shouldn't have won. But you know, could it not have been a bit better than that? A little bit more drama yeah. than just a quick roll up sort of thing. I feel that could have been done anywhere. Like yeah. that wasn't yeah, a yeah. pay-per-view move kind of thing. But even I like mean, a proper it, heel move, like hit him with a the ring bell or yeah, uh, just yeah, that would have been for an object and then pin him. That would have been well because it was a it was essentially a clean win, wasn't it? Yeah, pretty yeah. much. It was no dirty move. It was just uh, I think Omega hit the V trigger, didn't he? Yeah, and then uh, the came in with the roll up. So I mean, it, it's kind of like what what do you do? I mean, I, I, I get I, think I get why they had. To catch the pin them, but it was just like do it a different way. Like, yeah, I feel like it got very crowded in there with like what was going on because I feel like there's it was like you're watching to watch three different matches, yeah, all at the same time. Yeah. And it's like, do I want to watch Kenny over here or do I want to watch Jay White over here? Like, yeah. which one I'm gonna pick? I feel it was very crowded in that, and I feel like they condensed like a 40 minute match into like 15 minutes, oh, yeah. Little, and the thing um, is, to have it end that way to Kester, it's like he's so capable. It's like I, I, I wouldn't spend millions on a sword and then the first time I use it, walk over and just hit someone with the butt of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's sort of like to Kester is capable of, of finishing that match in so many ways, like with his skills, with his capabilities. And then just to have him just a quick scoop on Kenny, it just felt so cheap to me. So that's something, that's something yeah. that was done so well up to that point. I think that flattened the crowd a little bit as well. That. 
Yeah, they yeah. did because no one expected. Because some people weren't sure whether it was an actual. Um, they'd made three until obviously, like obviously, they heard the bell and stuff like that. But yeah, it, it, like it was like it was there was a a big sense of that's how they're going to end it. Like really, mm. that's how they're going to do it. It was a little bit disappointing. If they're going to have him beat him clean, it should have been, in my opinion, like Kenny should have hit the V trigger. Obviously, tag's been made. He's not realised. Turns around, gets hit by that massive Takeshita knee. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. gone over clean anyway. So one, two, three. I mean, it's going to do no arm for Omega. Just makes him look like he's got shit end at stick, which he did. But it just makes yeah. him look he's kicked out of like some crazy shit. So you're basically saying his, this guy's roll up is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the thing is, to catch this currently being billed as as a genuine, you know, um, contender to the to, to the hypothetical mm-hmm. throne of Kenny Omega. So we want we want to see that. Oh my god, he's actually capable. I mean, I could probably, you know, given a big enough distraction, I could probably get Kenny Omega in a schoolboy. <laughs> I mean, kayfabe. Uh, well, re- I mean, rephrase that. You, that was a bad. You you want to you want to you want to Kester. <laughs> yeah, to, you want to Kester to, to do something like big and powerful to take Kenny Omega out if he's going to pin him. Yeah. You want to come out to that match and think, Jesus, he actually really could beat him. Not just yeah. uh, oh, well, it's a cheap win. So at some point, the hero's obviously going to win once he's once he's face to face with him and stuff like that. I think it's just it's it's not. Oh, I don't want to be too aggressive and say lazy storytelling, but maybe it's just he just dropped the ball a little bit on that one. Maybe he's playing the long game, but he's picked the wrong place to do that particular move. It's yeah. like the cheapest heat you can get in it. I mean, yeah, and for the their, their caliber, they don't need cheap heat. Div. I mean, yeah, Don is involved. It's it's like it's like asking Paul Heyman to do something similar. He'd probably slap it in the face and say, "No, this is how it's going to go out." Yeah, I'd I think like maybe Callis hasn't spoke up enough. I'd have done the full, like, proper shocker. I'd have got Don Callis in the ring as Takeshita. Kenny Omega's hit that V-trigger, turns around. Don Callis in the ring, he's like, oh, Kenny's like, I'm going to fucking V-trigger him or something like that. It's Takeshita. I just lined Don Callis. Kenny's in shock. Knee, one, two, three. Everyone would have gone mental for that. Yep, yep. Tony Khan, send me a DM. We can talk money, talk figures. He He listens to this, Tony. Yeah. I've heard, yeah. I've heard, heard big T wants a, wants a spot on it. So, yeah, <laughs> one of the thi- <laughs> big, big TK. One of the <laughs> things in that match, which was a highlight for me, was the Kenny Omega Adam Page double offense. That little, yeah, sort of like, the rolling sense on, yeah, like that. for my like OCD, ADHD brain, like the synchronicity that they put in and, and the time, it just, I just I feel all warm and fuzzy just when I watch them do it. It just it helps so much. Hangman just doing did... that sort of like fall away slam moonsault, would you call it? Like moonsault. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. On, yeah, Mercer and yeah. Yeah, on Takeshita and I'm just like, Takeshita's big. He's he is, a yeah. big guy. He's... I, I say to you a lot, Sean, that Takesta reminds me of Mike Awesome. Yes, he has got that huge, powerful, almost like lurchy frame, hasn't he? But it's and he can move. And for Hangman to do that, I just like, that's so sick as well. I love that. Yeah. But that, that and was... the thing is, with that Golden Elite team, you forget that, that it's not actually just three guys put together. That is essentially two fully formed gold winning tag teams yeah. Kenny Omega with with you know Ibushi and, and Kenny Omega with Hangman Page they had the belts I mean they they had the belts for some time and they put a lot of meaning into back into those AEW tag team belts didn't they yeah I think Ibushi looks strong as well you um, could tell he yeah. was ill when he made his debut can't you that's 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 definitely recognisable now yeah, because a lot of people his, were his saying... agility his timing was a lot better in this match 
in the what was the match? The fucking um, blood, blood and guts. I was going to call it yeah. war games. It's the same thing, just the same thing. Yeah. more shit. Like he look. I don't want to say he looks sluggish because I have got no right to say anyone athletes is looking sluggish. But he he. It came out that he wasn't well. Was it a chest infection or something like that he had? Something like that, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised. He did like um, GCW a few days before, didn't he? Yeah. And he did that. He, he, he wasn't right during that. I mean, he had, if you watch the Joey Janela match, I think he does the German from the outside. So both of them on the apron just next to each other. So one's on one side, one's on the other. And he German suplexes him from the apron to the outside oh. to a table. And it just looks like his head just mashes against the floor. It's just pure dirt. Yeah, he looked. He looked fucking incredible. On all in, I think. I think the only um, th- there was a little spot. It was it was the double moon salt or the turnbuckle Hoffman mm. and the moon salt. I think he missed the second rope, but in like a millisecond, <laughs> sort of still managed to get himself on the bottom rope and managed a perfect moon salt from. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think it was only down. I think it was only. I think we we noticed it, but it's only because. I happen to have my eyes fit. If I was looking at Kenny Omega's, I wouldn't have noticed. Yeah, you wouldn't have seen it. Yeah. No, no. They still managed to keep it all in sync. It was just a really, it was just such a great, well put together match. Um, yeah. I, don't, I enjoyed you know, I'm it. Not, I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah. It was it was yeah. brilliant? I mean, <clears throat> you had the segments with obviously Jay White getting knocked about by everyone. You had your, your classic yeah. heroes on the heels sort of moments and stuff like that. And it was just yeah, it was obviously the ending was just a little bit meh, but. We could deal with it. I got to see Kenny Omega in a bougie wrestle. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of that going around, Jordan, this episode. There's going to be a lot of, well, I got to see blah, 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 because a lot of these people are people who wouldn't necessarily be over in the UK, uh, you know, um, without AEW. Basically, these people yeah. wouldn't um, be necessarily be a WWE. They would probably still be doing a lot of um, indies or maybe just staying in Japan. So, um, yeah, I'm grateful that we got the chance to see a lot of these people. Um, most of which are in this next match. Yeah. Like a little segue there. <laughs> Before we go into the next match, how many turnbuckles has Jack given the, this match? Oh, yeah. This match? Whew. I'm going to go with six. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm with you. You know, it's, it's got that eight, nine potential, but it just felt cut so short and then the ending was just yeah. like you've built us up and you've given us this like absolute dream match for what for a roll-up that's very anticlimactic and no one's going to talk everyone's only going to talk about the ending in the wrong way no one's yeah. going to go yeah. you know it's so smart that he got in with the roll-up no one's going to say that everyone's going to go why yeah. did they do that do you know what it, it was, was like as well it's like when sort of... sorry it's like when you know when you need to sneeze and you've got a sneeze building up for a good like two minutes and then it just yeah. goes, yeah. And your sneeze is gone. That's the that's the fit. That's the ending of that match. Very much a, a non-sneeze, no sneeze. <laughs> Six is probably about the right score. Had the potential to be higher, but the end of it. Other factors were in play that day. Yeah. So next match was one. I was really looking forward to um, the guys who stole our name. Yeah, and like changed it around a little bit. They stole our name. They removed a couple. The little of known fact that we letters, came first, as always. <laughs> um, FTR versus Young Bucks was for me. I'm just gonna say it was everything I wanted from that match. This was the big rubber match, wasn't it? 
Yeah. Yeah. It was the, it was the blowout, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, there was a, there was an emotional like storyline behind this, wasn't it? When they when they showed the video package before it, you could tell. I mean, there, there was there's some genuine past animosity. I think that that they cool with each other now, but there was some genuine yeah. animosity between these at one point over who actually was the not just not just the the, the storyline best, but I mean, who who was the best? Sort of you talking everything businessman, you know, promoters yeah. sort of thing. Like how, who was the best at getting themselves over? Was they had that um, little sort of these the young bucks essentially started the feud, didn't he? While FTR was still in WWE as the revival, and that's yeah, obviously yeah, where yeah. FTR's come from. Fuck the revival. Um, uh-huh. Well, that's what they used to just quote at the end of like every video, every match. <laughs> yeah, Brandy Rhodes getting in on it, and yeah. it it just got massive. And then they had the whole sort of little sit-down interview thing and I like both tag teams. I really do. Yeah. They're both very, very different, but they work together incredibly. A like, lot of people were saying before this as well. Um I mean I'm not one to stereotype, but I'm assuming a lot of these people listen to the Jim Cornet podcast and agree with everything he says. But they were saying the pride get in the way and books haven't got it in them to or FTR over in this match, they were saying that with it being to the scale of what it is, yeah, that uh, you know, no one beats books in this type of scenario. Um, the thing is with stuff like that, right, is people go on about the books having an ego, uh, blah 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 blah, whatever is a load of fucking shit. Like, look at the look at the very in the very I don't think it was the first episode of Dynamite, I may be wrong. They fucking, they put Private Party over in the tag yeah. team tournament. Yeah, they did. They went out in the first round, didn't they? Yeah, because every, everyone's like, oh, the Young Bucks are going to be the first tag champions. And then they put Private Party over. And people just hate on the Young Bucks because they're fucking great wrestlers, for one. Yeah. They've made themselves a fuck ton of money. Yeah. And they don't need to go to WWE. That like, rope actually did wonders for Private Party at that time as well. I remember they, they rolled a little bit of uh, yeah. momentum for some time after that as well, didn't they? Because every, everyone's always like, oh, you know, Young Bucks and Kenny Omega, the, the careers aren't complete unless they go to WWE. Like, fucking why? came about Cody though, didn't they? When Cody was in AW... Oh, hate Cody Rhodes, da, 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 this and that. Yeah. Jump shit to WWE and everyone's like, oh, I wish we got Cody Rhodes back. Yeah. Yeah, the prodigal son's back and stuff like that. Here's yeah. a question for you, Fickle. just a little a little segue, speaking of the whole got to go to WWE. AJ Styles, right? When, if AEW was about... True. Oh, sorry. I thought <laughs> it was like a true or false thing. False. If, a, if AEW was about when AJ Styles left New Japan, where do you think he would have gone? AW or I still WWE? think he would have went to WWE. I honestly think I think he would have wanted to because I think he's probably going to finish up there. I think he wants to end up on a strong paycheck. He, he, he was, and I don't blame him for it. He, he, like yeah. I think he knew he was going to get. He wasn't going over there. He's not going to be underutilized on the mid card. I think he knew at some point he'd get the belt at least once. And I think for for what people thought he was going to do with his career, I think to go and do what he's done, I think it was the right decision. I yeah. think AEW. If he would have if he would have went there, 
won the belt, Christ knows how many times, become a legend and then retired, fair enough. But I think that still would have been over his head. There. But I never, you know, I never got the WWE belt. So I think yeah. I think it was the right decision for him. I'm not, I'm not saying he made the wrong decision going to WWE by any means because he's he's been great over there. Just throwing a little hypothetical question out. Well, this isn't this isn't the time or the place for hypothetical wrestling questions. What sort of show do you think this is, Neil? Do you think we talk about fantasy wrestling opinions all the time? I definitely think <laughs> yeah, like there was. I definitely think there's like I would love to see him in AEW. Don't get me wrong, but I also mm. think that like he pulled WWE out of a bit of a dark patch in that period because yeah, I yes. remember on that period. SmackDown was significantly better than Raw, which is yeah. a bit of a rarity, I find. Because, like, I think was it was it watch... SmackDown Live at this point? That this was, yeah, it was after the, and, the new split. Yeah. So, I, I don't watch WWE like as a general rule. Like, I've not watched it since 2018, I think. Mm-hmm. So, but I just remember that period being like, wow, this is really, really good. Like, the TLC match. And stuff like that with yeah. AJ was, was really sick, but I think AW it would have been more indie fan dream matches, and I think AJ would have gone WWE for himself and the pay. But... Yeah. yeah, I think the um, they pulled the cost too early on. On what was it? Was it white? White to AJ? Um, yeah. it was like Chris Jericho was like the kayfabe guy you like welcomed AJ into the WWE. The other. Was it just one tag match together and then um, Jericho betrayed him, which, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't unhappy about, but I think that little team between them could have went on for just a little bit longer um, yeah. to establish them better, get them over properly with the fans, and then the betrayal becomes even more. And then, you know, the the, the um, ultimate pay-per-view um, finale and things would have been grilled. Well, just, just would have set him off running. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. It's not too long. One or two, I reckon. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Back back to um, FTR versus Young Bucks. Sorry, I was just going to say, where we, we, yeah, we, I'm looking at the script there. We're That's way off fault. it. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, um, so, as we, so we, we got as far as the video package, didn't we? So we'll yeah, we didn't even get to the start of the <laughs> <laughs> um, You made a good point. You, you sort of spoiled this for me, Neil, because in the intros, in, when they were making their entrances, you went... There's not a chance they've got two sets of them streamers in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She said if they win, like they use the streamers, she said there's not a chance they've got two sets of them in there. So straight away, I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgot about that. Um, but it didn't stop them putting on one hell of a match, did it? That oh, was great. People are saying this was a match for the ages, and rightly, rightly so. This Just... was, this had everything, it had callbacks. Um, it had new stuff. It had stuff that was just heat of the moment. It had new false finishes. It had oh, it was just drama, wasn't it? Oh god, yeah. It's like I think you've got the two. You've got the best of both worlds. You've got like the best traditional tag team wrestling in FTR. Because to be honest, if you want to book a, a like a tag team match anywhere, just that's going to please yeah, please anybody. You 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 book FTR, wouldn't you? I mean, yeah, they can do it all. Yeah. And if you're wanting like the super indie darlings, like you'd book the young books. So mm-hmm. it's like the best of both. And as you said, like it weren't, it didn't miss anything, did it? I mean, they're hitting no. each other's finishers and like they hit yeah. the melt driver. And obviously, books hit big rig and everyone was like, it's over, it's over. But, yeah, insane. We had the um, the infamous 450 spot. We had a, a rerun of that, didn't we? Yeah. Uh, yeah, with Cash. With Cash doing his 450. Was that full gear? 
2020. Yeah. Because, and he, he missed it again, like, because I think he's done it and hit it. But obviously in that, in that, fit, in that match in uh, 2020, that's what, that's why they lost. Because he went for that and mm-hmm. missed it. And yeah. it's like, yeah. oh, he's done it again. But, Long term stuff, so good doing a four fifty, but because someone of that such solid shape, yeah, <laughs> shouldn't be doing a four fifty, and to see him just do and and so smoothly, it, it wasn't a sketchy rotation or, or anything like that. He just, but it, it's like watching someone like I don't know, like Dean Malenko or something like that. You know, like to come off and try and do a four fifty. It's like he looks great doing it, but it's it's such an outlandish move for him, isn't it? Because they're known as the more sort of brutish. I mean, they have the technical the, the technical side, but they're a very brutish physical team, aren't they? They're not high flying. No flips, yeah. just fists. That's yeah. the one, baby. But not only the four fifty, the fucking springboard four fifty as well. Oh no! Yeah. Um, fair play to him because obviously every you know, it was the week before, and everyone was like, "Oh, is this match going to happen?" Because of what he did, um, yeah. You know. I think that also swayed everyone's mind about the finish as well. Yeah. Yeah. So is is he gonna relinquish? Is he gonna to have to relinquish the belt sort of thing? Yeah, there was like the row in front of me were just on about it completely, like, oh this is before the match even started. Oh well, you know, young books are winning because obviously FTR have got this going on and as soon as he get back to the States, he's gonna to have to go to court and he's gonna go on trial and stuff. So that he can't keep the belts. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Tony Khan on this pay-per-view so far. Everything that everyone thought, everyone thought CM Punk were going to get buried, didn't happen. Everyone thought Aussie Open were keeping the tag straps, didn't happen. Yeah. You know, everyone, obviously, about the main event, everyone had predictions about that. Yeah, uh, everyone had a a feeling that this was going to be a sort of a really soft reboot, didn't he? Of yeah, um, yeah. Sort of like going into this is going to be like the WrestleMania start over again moment. But um, they kept a balance, didn't they? Uh, yeah, right through it. They've managed to sort of maintain store, maintain sort of status quo with storylines at the minute, keep them all rolling. But we did get some tied up ends as well, enough to sort of satisfy the fans and come yeah. knowing that they got yeah. a culmination rather than just a, a, a bigger episode of Dynamite sort of thing. Yeah. Like I said before as well, Tony Khan, he, he knows his shit because he's a wrestling fan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has, he has been since a you know, since he was a kid, he grew up with it. Like us, he's not just a rich guy. He's like us, but rich, basically. He's a rich guy with a wrestling. Yeah. He's like a skinny Batman, but he's a wrestling promoter. Yeah. Or Bruce Wayne. Sorry, I've just blew up the Batman's Bruce Wayne. Oh, shit. (laughs) I know. Spoiler (laughs) alert. Um, And I think this match had possibly the first... I don't want to say only, but the first sort of nod back to SummerSlam 92 with Dax trying to get Nick Jackson with the, the sort of roll-up. Yeah. Whether, whether it was an actual nod back. Yeah, no, fuck it, it was. It was a nod back. I'm saying it was. Didn't um, Nick Jackson at one what? point was giving us the old Bret Hart? I think that was more to dig at at Dax, wasn't it? Because he's a fan rather than an actual yeah. throwback to, to SummerSlam. Or maybe, I mean, maybe it was just a well-timed and it was both. Yeah. But yeah, but, that uh, was the... Uh, I was... Because I was wondering, are they going to do any? Are they going to do loads? But 
I can't remember any others that happened. Uh, uh, I was going to say something really horrible. Yeah, don't. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm fighting the urge. Let's come on. Let's let's move on before I say it. Please don't, because I want to. I want to edit as little (laughs) of this as possible. (laughs) No, right. It was. It would have been really funny, but it would have been really (laughs) grotesque, like bad taste as well. So I'm not going to do it. So oh, <laughs> progress as a person. Oh, it is. Did the <laughs> did did the right people, did the right team win that match, in your opinion, Jack? Yeah, I mean and like a booking point of view, yeah, definitely. Like everyone went in there thinking this is gonna be the big event of the year. All like the elite are gonna do a clean sweep and win every match, and obviously we're gonna tie up all these loose ends and I feel like he played the smart card, thinking he's got all out this week. He yeah. has got all out this week, hasn't he? So yeah, yeah. you know, you can't you can't give him everything, but at the same time, he's played into people's hands, thinking obviously we're giving the young bucks this title shot, and that obviously the uh, FTR had their problems going on. Yeah, and obviously, you know, there is that there's that space for a rematch now, like. Before people go, oh, really? Is it another one? But since they put on like an absolute banger, everyone's going to go. You know what? I wouldn't mind seeing that again. Where can it go from here? Yeah. If, if and anyone... as we spoke about, go on here. No, go on. As we were talking about some of the dynamite fallout, and and now from that, we've got FTR and Bucks have actually are, are going to team up um, yeah. against. Uh, what do they call themselves? Is it Bang Bang Club or something? They call themselves oh, they call them? or the Bang Gold. Gang, Bang Bang, bang Gang, yeah, yeah. not Bang Bang Gang. That's it, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, Which, um, yeah. I think if Bucks would have took taken the belt and went over, I think there still would have been a lot more hostility, um, yeah, storyline wise. So there wouldn't have been much to go on. But I think that was this clever move because. Again, we all thought they were going to zig, so they've zagged, and then we've got this now, which I think is a great, great storyline. I think there's a little bit of juice in that going forward with them against Bullet Club. Yeah, yeah. Um, just obviously not a full-on team, or I don't think it's t-shirt worthy the four of them being together or nothing like that. But oh, they'll make they'll little... make a t-shirt because they'll get money. Out this of is them just. <laughs> this is basically them just having a drink together over. You know, well, you know, we're not we're not friends, we're not enemies. We're look, you know, we're, we're over yeah. it all now. Let's just have a good little match against these clowns, and it'll be a good showcase match for their friend, their newfound friendship sort of thing, as temporary as it is. Yeah, it might even sort of set up another match in the future because That's what I think one of them might hit one of the others with a super kick or something like oh. that, and cost them. There'll be that confusion, like yeah. yeah. But is it a bit too early to do that? A week after all in, well, yeah, I think we've spoke there that they, they, they've, they've maybe pulled the trigger a bit too early on 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 certain things. So let yeah, let it simmer, give the fans what they want for a little yeah. bit, or have have them team up and have like eight man tags, have like three or four matches, and then yeah. the confusion happens in another match. And who's to say behind the scenes this isn't going to soften things between sort of you know let's let's use FTR as a sort of uh, uh, uh what would you call it a. A pathway, a sort of a line yeah. of communication between Walker maybe Punk and them in the future. Yeah, yeah, just sort of soften the blow a little bit, pave the way a little bit for maybe they can say, you know, look, this is how he's actually feeling on a situation, you know, blah, blah. Who's to say? You know, it, it could mean good things all around for everyone. This could be the, the start of what is to come. Very good point, yeah. Thanks. Thanks. I came up with it myself in my <laughs> brain. 
in my brain. So, <laughs> how, how many turnbuckles are you giving this match? Eight and a half. I'm not gonna lie, like, you know, I think that's it, low. You think that's low? Mm. I, I was gonna say, I was fully expecting nine, nine and a half. Yeah, same. Uh, the, the only thing I'd probably give like nine and a half to would, was like Osprey and Omega. Wow, so this turnbuckle system didn't even exist like 10 minutes ago. Now you're fully taking yeah. ownership of it and saying what's worthy of it and stuff like that. You've changed. I'm a, I'm a man <laughs> of pleasures, mate. <laughs> <laughs> this new better system has just really changed you, turned you into a time. I'm sorry, mate. I've, it's quite trademarked and... Uh... So <laughs> getting, Is that uh, what you were doing earlier? I'm going to see you typing off screen. When yeah, this, this the trademark for that. The yeah. paperwork's all done and sorted off. Oh, we have to think of something else for the next episode then. All right. We need to stop being so witty and wisdomous. I'll, I'll loan you it. I'll loan you it. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks. All right. Um, stadium Stampede is up next. Now, we all know that wrestling figures are cool, but we also know that because they're so mass produced, they can be a little bit plain, boring, bland, and even not look anything like the wrestlers are supposed to be. Which is why you should check out Riot Zoo and their custom head scans and belts that will enhance any wrestling figure. Our friends at Riot Zoo are giving us a 10% discount code. So head on over to www.riotzoo.com and enter FTBD10 at checkout for 10% off your order. We love Riot Zoo and you will too. Terms and conditions apply. I enjoyed Stadium Stampede a lot. Um, yeah. I've read a couple of reviews out about it and people didn't like it. And I'm, just I'm like, with them. I'm sorry. Mm. It, was a, it, was, it was a glorified false count anyway, Matt. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. The like, only I enjoyed it more when I rewatched it back because I've watched it back since and still think the same. There was so much going on, yeah. And when you're there watching them type of matches, it's like where am I meant to be looking? Do you know what would have changed my mind? Do you know where we were sat? Mm-hmm. All, all of us because we were all sat in the same place. Remember that? <laughs> oh, what a name. Um, so we had the blocked off section uh, behind the entranceway. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all the chairs were covered over all the way through that day some of them top ones looked like they were a bit different to the rest like they were maybe have boxes underneath Yeah. so I fully was of the mindset that someone was coming off the balcony into these you know inflated boxes whatever was underneath it and they sold it so much like it was going to happen like it was going to happen and it didn't and it was at that point I was, I just sort of settled on it's just a false count anyway Max this isn't this isn't stadium stampede if someone would have fell from the top into some boxes um, I would have been okay with it, but yeah. no, it was just yeah. a, it was a, it was a SmackDown two false count anyway. <laughs> Matt, I'm surprised someone didn't get thrown into a stove and the flames come up or steam comes out of a kettle or something. <laughs> the um, I think like I said to you on a day, Sean, the only reason they called it a stadium stampede is because they couldn't have called it anarchy in the arena with it not it's being not- an arena. <laughs> yeah. And we're hey just... at Wembley. That's what they're going to call it. Wrestling at Wembley. Oh, no, it's two different types of W pronunciations, isn't it? Wrestling at Wembley. Yeah. But... It'd have to be wrestling at Wembley. Jonathan Ross <laughs> could have came up with it. He could have been like the guest, like Drew Carey. Um, Jonathan Ross could have been in it. And he called it wrestling at Wembley. There we go. Why am I not a booker? I don't Jonathan know. Ross, we know he listens. But <laughs> um... <laughs> well, I... Did what were your thoughts on it, Jack? Did you because obviously, with you, I know it wasn't fully deathmatch, but with you being you know predominantly a deathmatch wrestler, yeah, do you think so, there's things they did well? Do you think do you think they could have done better? And 
Give us your expert opinion on it. I, I think when you're exposing a mass audience to Deathmatch who don't really know what they've signed up for, I think you're going to get a lot of people on the fence. You're going to, it's going to be Marmite. Like, loads of people are going to be like, there's going to be like us guys who have watched Deathmatch and really appreciate it because it's like an art. It's, yeah. again, just mm-hmm. as subjective as religion or wrestling or, you know, or like diet and beliefs and stuff. Like, some people watch it and go, that's absolutely incredible. Like, the way that the storytelling was. But then there's other people who just see it as like hack and slash. And I yeah. think there's a very fine line between that as well. And I think, like, I popped big time for Mox getting skewered. Yeah, and Pence a skewer spot in front of eighty one thousand people is something that not many of us would have ever thought we'd see. Yeah, exactly. Um, that is huge. Like that was so sat and for the tw- and like like they were in that yeah. whole park. Like <laughs> Penta was basically L, like match hole man L dropping these skewers into Mox's head. Take the band off though. I no. mean, <laughs> no, it didn't. It didn't. when it fell out. But I mean, you know, then there's I think like, I, said that to I you, just know I? that like yeah sorry Neil so I was just gonna say I said that to you on, on Instagram Jack when we were talking about it he's he's fucking walloped them skewers in yeah, like yeah. yeah he was he was hope like obviously we're not wrestlers well you are me and Sean aren't wrestlers <laughs> that that I know of and but we've seen enough you know hardcore and deathmatch matches <laughs> that yeah Every time I've seen someone putting skewers in someone, they hold the skewers at the bottom. Yeah. And Penson had ordered them in the middle. And he was he was just giving it full force quats. Yeah. Give it some just like, oh. yeah. I'm going there. How can you not call me a wrestler? Jack, have you ever had Cole Radrick put skewers in your head? No. No, I've had I have. I have. I'm a professional wrestler now. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. I've put skewers before and it, it does suck. Like Gonzalo, how many did I do? Neil, was it two? Two. I did. I did one. <laughs> <Two. Yeah. laughs> hey, you did it. That's what counts. But, but um, um, yeah, I'm a deathmatch wrestler. I'm yeah. Tough. I just feel like they had all the right intentions. Just the execution wasn't great. Like mm-hmm. they had the big like superplex to the outside. Obviously, Ortiz fell like twice during that, and then yeah. just kicked back up. I think the Eddie Kingston and Cesaro bit went on far too long backstage. Yes, like I lost interest in that quickly. Yeah, and they had the they had the stage on top of the entrance set up for Fozzie anyway, right? Why would Penta the ladder broke for Penta on the destroyer as well? Why would it you did. just chuck him off? If I would have preferred someone getting chucked off that top entrance way, yeah, because yeah. I, I saw the tables there. I was like, hold on, you know, someone's going to get chucked off this entrance way. Like it's going to be like as you said, SmackDown versus Raw. Someone's going to get pelted off that thing. <laughs> yeah. No, we didn't get that. We got a half-assed destroyer off the ladder. And I yeah. think because half these spots didn't go to what was planned, I think that impacted like the viewing of it. I think a lot, if all these spots went perfectly, I think that you know you could have found yourself with a lot more fans of like all a lot more accepting fans of deathmatch and hardcore wrestling in a mainstream audience. Yeah. But I mean yeah. Cassidy rolling his fists in glass. It's he's probably not the guy that should have done it. I mean. I feel like Mox would have been the best one. Him and Eddie Kingston having like a yes. mini Taipei. If yeah. like Eddie took the barbed wire and wraps it around his fist and yeah. Mox does the glass. Even if, you know, it's it's just a tease. I mean, I feel like those two guys would be, it would have got a much better reaction than Orange Cassidy. Yeah. You know, he's not going to go full in with it because he's not cut out that way, is he? I mean, it's not exactly a 
keen to be jumping through barbed wire, is he? No, I'm fully with you there. I think at, at times it, it did descend into rather like a, an almost like a, just a violent scuffle rather yeah. than like you were saying there, you wanted a, a, a spot from a high point. It's similar to what I was saying where it felt like they were teasing someone dropping from the balcony and dropping down. I think if yeah. it would have had something like that, then it just adds a bit more of that main event spectacle to it. But I mean, that sort of match, I, I mean, I, I've seen those take place at deathmatch house shows. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm probably done, probably done better. Let's be honest. Um, I mean, credit to Penta in the ladder spot when it broke. They, they did manage to uh, yeah. st- still continue. Salvage and they pulled it off quite well. It, it wasn't, you know, we didn't send into the shit storm that was the Spanish fly between Ricochet and, and, and he who shall not be named. Um, but It was a yeah, weird I mean, ladder though, wasn't it? Yeah, like, it was one. It was one sided, wasn't it? I think that was an actual ladder rather than one of the double side. Because I've never used a step ladder in my life that had stairs going down both sides. I worked on building sites for years. Yeah, like actual step ladders don't have them down both sides. So yeah. their ones do, but and this one was, looked like it, it was wooden as well. He stood on, yeah, he stood on the yeah. brackets. I think didn't he on, yeah. on the other yeah, side, tried to make the best of it. But yeah, it, it was like, missing. Oh, sorry, go. On. I just feel like you know. As I said, he's, he's, they had all the intention of putting on a really good show. It just didn't. It just, it just didn't come around. There was no like in all these stadium stampedes we've seen before. People get taken out at intervals until the yeah. end. It's pretty much either one on one or one on two, and that's where the big spots happen, really. Yeah. And there was none of that. It was just like anyone could break up the pin at any time because there was no distinct start, middle, and end. You could you could pick that match into like loads of different pieces like a big jigsaw and scatter it around and people wouldn't think any different people yeah. wouldn't say this is in the wrong place this is the start of the match or this is the end but yeah. it almost became think... like sort of trying to get a pinfall in a royal rumble when there's like 16 other people around you yeah. every time you do it you're not even going to get a one count because everyone's just immediately stomping you straight away aren't they yeah, yeah. because i think they did the um the whole someone gets taken to the back when the tenter got did he get slammed on chairs or was it? Did you to get dragged something? to the back? No, got Pentagon like taken to the back because he got injured. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he, yeah, sorry. He, he came he stars in your eyes, didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he came back out as a brand new Penta. He came yeah, back as Penta Escoro. And no one really seemed to care. No one. I, I, I was just like, I remember I turned to you and went, is Penta in red now? Yeah. And you went, yeah. I went, why? <laughs> It was like, oh, okay. It was like, it was, it's because that that side of Penta is a very niche thing that, let's be honest, 80,000 people at Wembley aren't all going to know about it. No, it was was no, um, yeah, yeah, it was no sort of like like, uh, 2000 Cactus Jack reveal on SmackDown, you know, that whole, like, that's a brilliant reveal to switch character with. Just disappearing for ten minutes while, like, if there was no other distractions, also if it was like a triple threat match, like, and it's noticeable that he's not there. But while he was gone, there was four other, you know, fights going on. So I, I really didn't notice that he that he was lacking until yeah. until he came back, and I thought, oh, he's, he's in something different. I was like, anyway. the, the music <laughs> come on, and like his different music come on, and I was I was like, oh fucking, I lose this, and then I was like, oh, it's it's Pentarisco, like. Um, it's cool and that book. something like that's better saved if you've got the like if if say Fenix was able to come back yeah like that sort of big running but just yeah. having the same guy running in in different clobbered it's like <laughs> come on Wembley. different clobbered and looking slightly more mean yeah this is a Westland at Wembley match come on 
Let's yeah. hype it up a bit more, guys. Yeah. Pull the trigger. I've got a feeling that's going to get a little bit of a low turn buckle score. Uh, I've got to put it at five. I was uh, just going to say five to me is very fair because it, it wasn't it wasn't a bad match, but it just didn't it didn't it live didn't deliver on what we what yeah 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 it was a lot of terrible but it, in that ring. yeah, yeah. It, like it wasn't terrible but it could have been a lot better yeah but I, like I, best I did... friends what did they do apart from the Sue bit what do you remember oh. of that match from best friends it, it needed uh what's an example it needed a, a Shane McMahon Steve Blackman. SummerSlam type spot. Yeah. Someone, someone. I don't want to wish act like in, like you know injury on someone, but it could have done with some sort of bizarre high spot. That, I think it, that it for me, that's that would have salvaged it for me and, and then some. If they'd taken the spot from Hook and Jungle Boy with the car, if they'd have put that in this match, it would have been banging yeah. and it would be like scoring high six, seven. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's, it's basically a glorified death match. That they were trying to put out, and what you got was soft core at best with some glass put on the mat. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I, think... I, can, I can see. I can see better done for the quarter of the price, maybe less. Yeah, you know what I mean, so they didn't. I think really the way they had me much on that. Um, best friends as well. I, I, I fucking love best friends. They oh. were used so well in that. There, that was their match. That match was their story. I know it was a whole like comeback up again, but that was that was all about them. Yeah, I think they had um, sort of like, even though, like they had the, what the fuck was that match called they had the other week? Like the, the park and lot brawl thing. Yeah. Like they've had too many of those type of matches in such a short space of time that mm. it's it got sort of diluted a little yeah. bit. And I, again, I love best friends. I want best friends to win trios titles, tag titles. I think they're brilliant. But like you say, Jack, they didn't do apart from Trent hitting Claudio with a tray of cakes. Tray cakes, yeah. Was just like uh, those crazy sons of bitches. <laughs> they were there for being there, weren't they? <laughs> yeah, and I think yeah. they probably could have been used better on the show, but yeah. And yeah. and um Sue coming out in the van like in America those vans can be passed off as cars over here she just came out of the workies van <laughs> like yeah. and there's like and it was made to be believable that that's the car that she drives like at least do a bit better get a people carry it she came out in a Toyota van like why yeah, would Sue Bernetta's mother be driving around the UK in a van get a Toyota like, Yaris or something yeah yeah just give us sort of a bit more that was a workies van like make it believable. Try hard. Uber, Uber eats bike. That would have been cool. He opens <laughs> bike, yeah, puts back at the back and pulls the tray out. One of the le- one of the little lecky ones. Yeah, smart car or you know one of them. <laughs> oh my god, the, the smart car. That scooter would have popped everybody. If you or even do you know what? Right, a Mini Cooper Union Jack top, something like yeah. that. Like it's a little bit of 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 the moments. It's funny. She comes out in a mini. Someone gets slammed on it. Someone's lying on top of the Union Jack. It's a photo opportunity at the same time. You know yeah. I mean? Yeah. Well, you missed out. I wasn't there. Ah, well. Answer me text oh, next well. time, Tony. <laughs> next up was the women's match. Yeah. Now, I... A lot of people have said there wasn't enough women's matches on the card. I agree because they've got that many people in the women, well, that many people, that many women in the women's roster. This match, I don't think should have been a four-way. 
know they've got I know they've got the whole tradition of women's matches being on pay-per-views for the title in a four-way they've that was how you know that goes back, blah blah blah. But I just think they could have had a they could have had maybe a one-on-one. I mean well, the thing is, are you saying there then that they could have had another women's match on in that case? Yeah. They or, should have, like, they should have anyway. They should have had another This match match. itself was only was it was eight minutes fifty-five seconds. Or something. So are, are you gonna split long. that into like a, a six minute match and a three minute match? Are you gonna no, have two four gonna, minute matches? Are you gonna sacrifice gonna, a match for it? I'm just gonna give them a little bit more mat a little bit more time and take a little bit bit of time off something else. Like what why not? Because if obviously the plan is Soraya going over. Fair enough, having Tony Storm in that match and having Ruby Soho coming out does sort of play into the um storyline of are the outcasts gonna break up? Which hopefully they will because it just didn't work. Dead in the water, I think, yeah. That's yeah. that's an inevitability at this point. Like, I think they're more in a separate ways now. That had the potential to be good. Yeah. But it's it just it's one of them things like they've tried it and it didn't work that's fine it's absolutely just FWO fine. syndrome wasn't it again, again yeah exactly um i think the new sort of tony storm character that she's doing where she's sort of gone a little bit mad it's and... like 1920s yeah doing that sort of look whole it's thing. cool man i like it i think, I think it, it's she, brilliant. she's got the aesthetic for it as well hasn't she yeah and have an air, have an air go a separate ways whether you have Ruby staying with Soraya, I don't know. But it's just like they had to like sort of shoehorn people in. And it was a very rushed match. Um Yeah. I think they could have had... digest it, I feel. I feel it was like the spots mm. were like that rapid going in. So it was like Soraya's mom and then yeah. all that kind of stuff happening, like the spray paint. There's there's not enough in eight minutes, there's not enough time to digest it, like that big fight feel. Like no. It had, it had that feel because I've I've watched it back since and it, and it, it is it is a really good match to watch but it's it's got that as I think because of the short time frame it's got that sense of like when you build a character on a wrestling game and you just want to throw everything on them like even <laughs> yeah. if it doesn't make sense they they've tried to fit all this stuff which let's say in a a twenty minute match twenty five minute match all makes sense because as you say you have time to digest it happening but it was just like. Okay, Ruby Solo's here, right? Oh my God, someone's getting like Sri's mum's getting slapped. Oh, now the spray paint. It did have that sense of like everything just went whoosh, like oh, yeah. they just rushed it out. Open the floodgates, and it's all there, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. and I, I don't think that that's not a, a discredit to those involved because they, they they were good spots and they were they were good yeah. moments, but it was just that they were all just in too quickly. They were all in together, yeah. mashed up, and that's. Again, that's that's down to the time and the layout of the show again, sort of thing. So they could have done with more time, but again, it's where would they, where would they have been taken from? Where to take that time from? I know, and I think other matters as well. Like I, I'm a I'm a big fan of Britt Baker. Really, really like her. But did she need to be in that match? Could they yeah. have, Could they have had a three way with Tony Storm, Sheeta, and Soraya, and the same outcome? Everything. Yeah, not one would have changed if that was just a three way. Yeah, it would have been better if Britt Baker got involved when Ruby Soho came down. Yeah, or... something like that. And you've got two break off matches. You've got like the Ruby Soho and Britt Baker. Like, right, that's going into something. Obviously, you've got Tony Storm and Soraya like wanting to kick each other's heads in. So you've got two good matches out after that one match, haven't you? Yeah, 
And I think it's a... I wasn't really that arsed about Soraya winning either. And the like, thing is, if they were going to have four, they, they could have put someone in it to, like, like showcase them and be, be like be like the bump person in the match. You know, maybe someone like, is it, is it who's the young girl, Sky Blue? Yeah. Something like that. Like, someone in it who is obviously not not going to win it. They have a little spell in it where, they, you know, they have a, a power up, they smash through some, get a little two count somewhere here and there. But they are essentially the, 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 the bump person in it. But... I mean, Britt Baker wasn't even that in this match, was she? She was like, she was in it as an an actual contender, which I think wasn't needed. No, no, there was even when they were having the the sort of tournament or the qualifying matches for it. Mm. I think it was was it Britt Baker against the Bunny? Yeah, um, I'd like to have seen the Bunny in it. Yeah, I think, like you say, yeah. put the Bunny in someone like Sky Blue, um. There's just so many people they could have put in. Like Sean says there, yeah, everyone knows they're not going to win, but it would have been good to have them showcased. That exposure. Yeah, so what people, you know, show people what they can do. Um, It's a shame Jamie Hayter was injured. Yeah. Because yeah. The Jamie Hayter's, yeah, she would have got a massive pop. Her entrance music's sick. And... I'd like to have seen her win the title back. But, but what you got to think as well, trial. would Jamie Hayter's pop cancel out Sarai's pop for the win? Because I feel like it probably would. Yeah. It would, but that's a good thing because I'd have had Jamie Hayter, if she was fit and uninjured, I'd have had her winning anyway. Yeah. Because mm. I'm just not... Do you think this Soraya win is like a win of circumstance rather than a, a fairy tale fabled win as it's been put across? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm just I'm just not that bothered about Soraya, I'll be honest. Do you think they've they've pulled the trigger? Because I think no, I think she was she was always bound to get a, a, a title run at some point. Do you think this is just they, they pulled the trigger on it a bit earlier? Really, yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you know, fair play, home country, eighty one thousand people. A nice moment for her, but I'm I'm just not that honest. I feel like it was more of a thing to put over her and her family than it was to yeah. represent women's. Like, don't get me wrong, yeah, I think yeah. like the women's roster has gotten better over time, but I mean yeah. it's still based they're still based it over like six people, which it shouldn't be about. It should be about like giving everybody a spot that deserves it, I feel. And yeah. obviously not all just relying on those workers. Yeah. I do feel that this, their foot in the door for like this is British wrestling, which not gonna lie, like WAW are absolutely insane. Like all the knights uh, can hold their own in a wrestling ring with anybody. Yeah, and I, yeah. I, I think it is so good that like we as a country have got someone out there on that larger scale that has some credibility behind us. Because some people go, oh, well, British wrestling just this and that, but no, they're like half the big wrestlers in this country have trained under them at some point. Yeah. They've got a they've got a lot to um they've had a lot of input. Yeah. Should I say in this in the in the British wrestling scene, which is which is cool. I'm not I'm not sort of disparaging anything. Legends in their own right, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I'm not I'm not just I'm not disparaging anything they've done or anything Saraya's done. I'm just not that big of a fan. Yeah. And that, that's, and that's okay. And that's okay. That's, that's a that's a me thing. 
Um, but yes. I do think they could have had at least one other women's match because you've got Chris Statlander, TBS champion. Yeah. It would have been good on the pre- even on the pre-show, it would have fitted in nice as a little break. It would. Yeah, it would. Yeah. And it's it was it's just horrible because you see, as soon as that match started, or or as it was about to start, so many people just got up and went for the piss and stuff. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. And and to be fair, this this is like we're sort of past the days of, of the women's match being the, the piss break now. I don't yeah. think that's really a, a viable excuse anymore because a lot of the time the women's matches are shit hot these days, aren't they? I mean, especially yeah. you look at like WWE and what they've got. But I think oh, overall it was it was a good match. It was just a victim of time and pacing. Yeah. Really, yeah. And like you've said, it's the uh trying to get twenty minutes into eight minutes. Yeah, too the many. elements were there. They were just too a, a little bit convoluted, overlapped a little bit, maybe. As yeah. as Jack said, you didn't you didn't have time to take it in properly. You didn't have time to process it before all of a sudden something else was happening. And I think Soraya's win was even a little bit sort of off paced and, and sort of out yeah. of the blue a little bit, like the way you're. Yeah. I'm not arguing with the end. It's just again where and when it happens, sort of thing. Mm. But so, uh, yeah, turnbuckle rating six and a half. Six and a half. I think that's not overly generous, but generous. I, I was around about the five and a half, six mark. Mm-hmm. You've got to remember, like, the atmosphere for, like, as soon as she won, just got brought straight back up again. It, like, it did. It yeah. dipped a little bit. Just with Anakin in the arena, it dips big time. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then, obviously, I feel like that home crowd, like, when it was bumped it straight back up again. Yeah. It did. Especially with that person then... screaming behind Sean. Yeah, we love that. Ne- oh, stop it! I still hear that in my sleep. Um, oh god, it's just deliverance, isn't it? Oh, um, but next match before we go into it, it was at this point where the mood of the night changed. We were now into the sort of the dark part of the evening, weren't we? Where yeah. lights are showing a lot more, the vibe is a lot different. It feels like it's 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 a closer. It feels like it's a bit more intimate. Yeah. And I think they to, to sort of shotgun this this atmosphere a bit more. They started off with I think with the right match. Um it was Jericho versus Osprey. Yeah. Um started with Jericho <laughs> egotistically playing himself into the ring. Uh, I mean, he sang from from top of the stage all the way up to the thing. Everyone got on with it, it was brilliant. Yeah. We did. We did. <laughs> Um, it had everything, didn't it? His insult it had the flames. You got the band playing. He he, he wasn't off key at all. He managed to keep pace. It was seamless. It was it was just it was Jericho, wasn't it? What a thing! Good, wasn't it? I'll be yeah. honest. I absolutely loved it because yeah. I fucking love that song so much. You do, like you do. It's 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 it it is what it is. It's a it's fucking hair metal, and it's like something from the eighties, mm. and but it works for Jericho. It's like the ballad yeah. version of Through the Fire and Flames in my eyes. <laughs> <It is. It, laughs> yeah, that's something that everyone loves to sing along to, but you know, <laughs> yeah. that's a niche. Like, and we, is, you know, we can say that we've done it now. It, it, it was, a, it was a night for these moments, wasn't it? Instead of us just exactly. dicking about and singing along to the TV, we've actually done. I mean, we can go back and watch that now for the rest of our days and say that's the one time that we were singing along with them, doing it. We, we were those people in the crowd and. Yeah, and to do it at the one that's going to be remembered, um, you know, it, it's an iconic moment for the fans alike. I think so. Yeah, I enjoyed that aspect of it too. Because I do sing along to it when it's on the telly as well. Same. I, I, I can't help it. 
And I'm actually, I'm not even going to lie, I'm a bit of a Fozzie fan because they've got some bangers. Painless is absolutely sick. I mean, yeah. so. I saw. I've never really listened to them, I'll be honest. I saw Fozzie play in the Crazy House in Liverpool in 2005. Wow. You're an OG uh, fan, aren't you? OG, when Jericho was called, wow, what was this? Because they were like a character, sort of. Well, they started, I mean, I, I first became aware of them in like, two, it was when he first came into WWF, they were advertising them in like WWF magazine, that's how yeah. far this is going back. And they were called Fozzy Osborne. They were Fuzzy just Osborne, like a parody were... Spinal Tap type. Yeah. Um, his, his character's name was Mongoose McQueen. That's it, Mongoose McQueen. Good knowledge. Which it's just fucking great. I I know a lot of shit about stuff. No one cares about, but yeah. But I've they have very much got a, an actual rock band identity now, haven't they? I mean, yeah, when, you, when people say Fozzy band. now, you don't automatically think, oh, Ozzy, you think, oh, it's, you know, it's Chris Jericho. Well, not even just Chris Jericho's band, it's Fozzy. I'm, I'm it's Fozzy. Because they've got, um, what's your man? Rich Ward from... Um, Oh. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. I was just staring at me knee and I just sort of like phased <laughs> out for a minute. Was, <laughs> it, was he was he in Stuck Mojo? Was that the band he was in? Yeah, let's just say it. Anyway, Jericho plays himself into the ring. Osprey comes out as a big sick entrance. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest, this was the match of the night for me. <sighs> Wrestling wise, and for what it what it had going on in it, it was yeah, it was end to end on fire. Yeah, again, I I absolutely love the match. I think it was it was good, but was it the right setting? I I think for for Osprey, yeah, but again, should have been that's main event worthy. I feel like the sold yeah. them so short with that. Like they yeah. could have. What was the match like? Twenty minutes or so. I'd say Look, round about that, yeah. yeah. It, it could have been. It could have done with forty, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, absolutely. Like, you can tell that Will Osprey's used to working that forty-minute, sixty-minute time limit, where he's he's putting his stuff in at a pace rather than. Yeah, do you know what my thoughts are? I think that Jericho was in that match because uh, Brian Danielson's injured. Yeah. Um, I sure. think if he's not injured, we're getting him versus Osprey all day. All yeah. day, that is the match that was going to be happening if he wasn't injured. Um, yeah. maybe, sense. maybe, maybe next year, who knows, maybe before that. But I think it just would have made sense when you look at the rest of the matches that were on that card. If Daniel Bryan is full of fits, it's him versus Osprey in that match. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's simple. And yes. I, well, imagine seeing that if it would have happened, but um, I mean, Jericho put the show on, man. You would not think that guy is the age that he is. We got classic, yeah. um. Yeah, we got Lion's we got Springboard moves, we got uh, we didn't get the Lion Tamer though, did we? No, I um, no. I love the Lion Tamer, I will never because th- that that is genuinely painful. Like I think I nearly broke about five kids' backs with that in like early secondary school. Um it's such a horror because like let's face it, the walls of Jericho, it's the Boston Crab, and no one's ever gonna tell me different. Yeah, the yeah, Walls of Jericho is the Boston Crab, and I think that was because he he'd always done because the Walls of Jericho what point was the Lion Tamer, wasn't it? Yeah, um, they were they were synonymous with each other, and was it WWE because of like the the the, the stress that it can put on your spine back or whatever? They said you've got to soften the move a little bit. And he, well, he used to put his knee on the him. neck, didn't he? As well, yeah, that was it. Like you had to knee on the neck, leg behind them, and you sort of you arch them, and you've got them straight, but arch yeah. them at an awkward angle. angle as this, well, wasn't it? This yeah. Boston crab stuff—that's that's that's for pussies. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's yeah, that's WWE trying to soft the move. But I, I mean, I get it because it is uh, you know, your spine is it's not it's important. It's important. Your spine, team, it does it. Yeah, you don't. You, you don't need want to be that's like spining. Yeah, you need your spine. But, I think um, one of the one of the notes I made in this match was how good Osprey sold the uh, the cold breaker. Yeah. Yes. Like, the flop. Those two. Osprey. When you like, when the match was first reported to be happening, I was like, I'll be honest with you, I was like, I don't care. I was yeah. like, I'm not really that asked. And then they done the promo on the dynamite the week before, and Osprey comes out in his United Empire footy shirt, looking like. He's just on his way to five aside. Still got his chain on and that. And they fucked that the... angle was at the cafe, any? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they, they sold that match for me in that one promo. And I was like, okay, now I want to see it. See, I was at Rev Pro the night before. So oh, you like, there? Yeah. Yeah, I was like third row on that or something. So that was quite cool. And yeah. was, um, I was like, because I went with my dad and he's he's like massive into like New Japan and like, he watches like New Japan AW. And yeah, he was yeah. like, there's got to be something with Jericho here. And everyone around him go, no, uh, you think Jericho would come to a small independent? I went, I'm telling you now, Jericho will be out here. He'll be masked yeah. up. He'll be yeah. rushed in from behind. like. Yeah. And, you know, that I think that put into perspective how much of a big match it is. Yeah. yeah I, think, I don't definitely. think people realise that, like, obviously you get people from the UK that go to WWE most of the time. They, you know, they get lost in the mid card. Will yeah, Ospreay's yeah. been a guy, and he's he's top of the world anywhere he goes. He's he's not mid card, and is he? Let's be honest, he's like main. No, absolutely main. Not. If he ever does eventually go to WWE, um, similar to like Kenny Omega, he, he's at a point in his career now where he's held off that long that if he does go in, it has to be immediately at the top level. It, like, it, there's no yeah. it, it would, to put them in at the mid card and have to build their way up. People, the fans would literally just go, "What are you doing with this person?" Yeah, yeah, you, you're going you know for I mean? your mental tonight, Will. Nah, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You've you know you've got you've got the golden fleet and you're using it to clean your car. It's like you know yeah. what what are you doing? Like, get him up there. Will Osprey um, is going to win the twenty four seven title six thousand. <laughs> He's going to finally take it off our two. K Quick, sorry, I said his name wrong. K Quick, but um, you know that what you were saying there when you were at the Red Pro Show and yeah. people, those people who say who were saying to you, "Oh, you think Jericho is going to tear up at something like this?" Mm. Quite clearly, don't know Chris Jericho. No, he loves. Realise just how in touch with the Indies he actually is. I mean, I've I've spoke to I would say at least three promoters in the UK who he is in, if not regular contact, then enough contact for him to still know what's going on. You're talking maybe you know three or four times a year. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's like he's got his ear to the ground still. Jericho, he knows, he knows. He's not he's not one of them who's being like you sort of your Hulk Hogan, your Ric Flair, who's just completely sort of enveloped by the mainstream and stuff like that. He has very much got his finger on the pulse still, Chris Jericho. Yeah, and what, what Jericho's done in AEW has put so many people over. Yeah. Orange Cassidy. Or, Orange yes. Cassidy. Look, look at him now. Look at him now. Like, the world the fucking, is his fucking oyster, isn't it? What was yeah. it? The, the Mimosa match. Yeah, Mimosa Mayhem. <laughs> with mimosa a mayhem. Superman punch into a pool of orange juice and orange champagne. Pool, yeah. yeah. But like, like it's ridiculous. You, you hear that and you think, Jesus, they've gone back to 1988 or something like that or... You know, with the gimmick, but then 
you watch the match itself and it's like yeah <laughs> you know yeah. like it's the way Jericho yeah. does it it's like that is a, that is someone being punched into a giant bowl of orange punch is a very plausible way and he's worth every penny match. though is he oh, yeah exactly he is he is literally one of the best there's ever been and yeah. I don't care what anyone says they can argue that and I'll tell them the wrong how many people can say they've though. done like Japan they've done WCW ECW WWF AEW Ring of Honor yep like who, who can who can say that it's like a handful, if that. He uh, is the one true renaissance man of, of the art form, isn't he? I yeah. think without a shadow of a doubt, because even outside of it, he's had an acting career, he's got a famous band, I'm sure he, he has his fingers in other parts as well. Um, and I He's think got, what, four yeah. or five books now? Do you reckon he's yeah, yeah, yeah. the tenor in Wembley Stadium off for bottles of water or the 18 quid uh, hot dog? Oh my god, those eighteen pounds! <laughs> I cannot believe people actually paid that for them. So I thought, eight. like, the price of the beers was was not unreasonable. It was about something like eight pound or something, wasn't it? Which is or nine pound, which is it's a little bit over, but you can you can expect it. But like eighteen pound for a hot dog, like eight that is just stale nachos was not what I wanted to be doing. <laughs> my dad. Oh Jesus! No. Yeah. Oh, I just um, I think I just had burgers before I got in there. And then I didn't bother once I was in there. I just stayed glued to my seat. I didn't have anything. I nearly passed. I was in the taxi on the way back to the hotel. <laughs> we we risked it at some chicken shop on way home, and you know my friend, she was uh, she was in a rough way the next day. Oh, oh really? And that was just from the watery curry sauce. I had food poisoning the night before. <laughs> um, when we left to go, I I literally had about maybe forty five minutes, and I was asleep. I've been thrown up for twenty four hours, and was just like. Woke up in the morning, like just looked like shit, and just went game face. <laughs> let's let's go <laughs> to Wembley. Yeah. <laughs> I went back to the old side and had a Krispy Kreme donut, and it sorted me right out. And that is a euphemism, as you Um Jericho Osprey. I was gonna. There was a point I was gonna say about that, but I can't fucking remember what it was now. Oh no, I know what my point was. We're talking about Jericho putting people over. Um, he's literally you have the inner circle. When he came in, which was him, Sammy, Jake Hager, Santana and Ortiz. Yep. All, apart from maybe Jake Hager, all sort of like... Jake Hager. <laughs> they've, all, they've all worked their way up into maybe not main events. Upper mid-car positions. Very, very. We got about there more on the indies, though, wasn't it? Like, let's be honest. Like Santana mm-hmm. Ortiz, still they still work indies yeah. regular. Yeah. Tito and Santana. Tito and Santana. Tito and Santana. That's what I've always called them. Tito and Ortiz. Tito and Ortiz. That's it. Obviously, they got the pinnacle. That little rivalry, then they joined together. It wasn't great, but it still put eyes on them. Well, you were seeing it. them regularly yeah. and they were putting yeah. a good show on. Yeah. And then, obviously, the Jericho Appreciation Society. Daniel Garcia is fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Like, I remember watching him in ICW, Pit Fighter, and everyone's like, why is this like indie darling, like technical wizard mm, in a deathmatch yeah. company rolling around in like some wet barn? <laughs> in a, <laughs> in a page. I was like, I can't believe he's doing this. And obviously, like, I well, just couldn't like, imagine him doing that. He just seems so, like, serious? I don't want to say clean cut, but he, he seems like a, a Matt wrestler type guy, not a. He Eddie Kingston's like he could have a brandish a weapon. 
Eddie Kingston went on ICW and I was like, I think everyone didn't really know who he was. Yeah. Really. Because obviously he used to be a massive player in CZW, didn't he? But yeah. A lot of people just yeah. kind of, same with Mox, a lot of people until recently just disregarded that. So, yeah. Well, yeah, and I think like Daniel Garcia, he's fantastic. Insane. He even lent into the sports entertainment thing with his little dance. <laughs> And everything. Like I can watch that segment of him being punched. It was in the oh. um, was it the four was it the four pillars match for no no he wasn't in that. What match was it where he's getting um was it the Love and Guts? No, it wasn't what match was it where he's getting punched and he and he just keeps dancing. He keeps dancing, doesn't he? Yeah, I can't remember what it was, but it was it was fucking brilliant. And yeah. then 2.0, cool hand engine. Fucking! So, <laughs> I really, I really uh, warm to them. It took a little bit, but I really did warm to them. I loved them, though. Absolutely brilliant! All crackhead energy from a minute. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> it's crazy, you can just imagine him leaning on a lamppost, flicking a dime, and just like <laughs> or something like that, kind of. <laughs> but he, he just he elevates people, and everyone's like, oh. He's doing a Jericho Appreciation Society because he's got an ego. No, he's doing it because he wants people to learn from him and he wants to yeah, fucking it's it's done under the platform people. of Jericho's on on like kayfabe ego, but it's it's I'm taking these guys and choosing to get them over now. That's what he's doing. Yeah, it's just people under just the, the gimmick of a faction. That's all. Don't know that's what he wants anyway. Fucking shit, and he should shut up. Um, no. <laughs> but um, who went over in this? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's been Osprey. documented online somewhere, and I've heard a yeah. few nah, guys. Not a bit. We were there. We saw it. I don't know. Those, those, I was it too happened. busy looking at the guy two rows down. To be oh honest. shit! Yeah, quite the showman. Quite the showman. Yeah. <laughs> what's the What's the turnbuckle rating for this one? I think we're going eight. I think we're going eight. Really? Yeah, I'm on. I, I was going to say, I'd say about 8.5, but yeah, yeah, it's reasonable enough. Yeah, a bit more time on it, but I don't know if yeah. that's just me, because I feel like a lot of this is like, I feel like the card was really good and the matches are really good quality. I just feel like there wasn't enough time for the calibre of matches that you'd expect, if that makes yeah. sense. I think mm-hmm. Wembley has got like a strict 10 o'clock here if you want, like, whether it's Sunday nights or whatever, but I think it's a very, very strict curfew. Yeah. It's not like a sort of arena where they can just go, oh, this pay-per-view can go over to like fucking 11 o'clock, half 11. I think yeah, they a few fighters a... would be arrested for going over like they normally like to do. <laughs> no. They would be yeah, handcuffed and more, taken off the stage. Off the venue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's essentially like renting out some space for a family party or something. And when they say it's time to clean up, it's going, well, actually, we're going to carry on dancing and drinking for two hours. And the venue just be like, no, we need to, people have got jobs, they need to go yeah. home and sort of. People need to I see. mean, it's selfish, but whatever. Whatever. Um, House of Black against oh, the acclaimed. No. I nearly had a breakdown after this. Why? <laughs> Massive Brody King fan. I think the guy's cool as out. Yeah. God's hater. Sick, um, yeah. It, it got the just swooned. That's that's what we were having a little discussion about, yeah. wasn't it? When it was on, it was just like we sort of bonded over our love of Brody King. Yeah, um, it was kind of like the last three questions I'd ask him were: When are you coming to the UK? When are you releasing a new album? And third, when are you going to drop the price of shipping so I don't have to pay sixty dollars <laughs> for a pair of shorts? <laughs> I love you, big man, but come on. 
shorts are so sick though. Brody King. I've heard tell of these shorts. Please describe these shorts to me. Like I've heard a few people talk about them now. Would they match it? Did they like jerk you off when you put your hand in your pocket? No, but they do increase your uh, spin kick range and uh, velocity of the speed that you can spin kick. There's a full test on Instagram. Yeah, they did. They did. Always wanted. Full test uh, mosh pit spin kicks. I mean, let's be honest, I'm too old to do spin kicks anyway. And I've only ever done one spin kick ever in a mosh pit because I don't have the body for it. It fucking is. And even that was 14 years ago watching Misery Signals. So fucking long. Was that the Paramore album? My first spin kick was when I went in to watch Have Heart as the, at their last gig in Leeds. And there was like 300... I was waiting to just do the spin kick at Middle of Pave Paradise. And all of a sudden, half the fucking audience just run and jump on the stage. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I'm picking now, son. You missed your moment. <laughs> well, caught, caught someone square in the jaw. So yes. It, um, yes. Hit, no hit markers on that day. <laughs> It's the wrong thing to do, but everyone's took someone out in a pit, haven't they? Like, oh, everyone's God, took someone out yeah. in one. But I've only ever done it to someone who deserved it. Like, who's someone who, who was, like, trying to, like, you know, go out of the way to hear people in it. There's, like, man it in, like, a karmatic sense. Yeah. 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 The Dalai Lama would approve of the way that I take people out in a mosh pit. <laughs> Gandhi sent me a DM. Helped him out in a Creed mosh pit once. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny if you look into it properly because Creed are obviously a, a Christian band and, and Gandhi it's like it's I'm a layered humorist <laughs> there's a lot of layers to your humorous onion lad I'm telling you like an onion like ogres that that one that one like really intelligent like um, psychologist or like whatever the calls who listens to us has probably just heard me say that and just let out a little chuckle <laughs> and that's enough that's all I need as long as one intelligent person laughed at that that's cool that's all you need that's all you want anyway where, back where to the we? match back into the acclaims and acclaimed and badass Billy Gunn one yeah. one last one last night of badass Billy Gunn and... the pop the pop when we heard that that's me no. doing the noise at the beginning of the acclaimed <laughs> music, by the way. Yeah, no matter. <laughs> I know we've obviously established big Brody King fan. Oh, yeah, the moment was there. Like the See, moment, Billy Gunn cool. win those titles. I'm just like fucking yeah, like. Yeah. But then again, like a lot of the fans at this point went to the toilet, like. There was like swarms of them just running to the toilet, and I was like, "What is going on?" Yeah, prepping for yeah, the main event, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, That's fuck them. They're stupid, do. and they missed out on a good match. Tilly... We stayed, and we had our foam scissors out, and it was awesome. Oh yeah, we scissored, scissored everyone. Um, I've got mine on my wall. I know this is only an audible episode, but I've got mine on the wall. Yeah, uh, sort of like above my bed, like a, like a lion's head. That's my version <laughs> of like a lion's head. Just a big pair of gay scissors. And that's not homophobic because they literally are gay scissors. I genuinely did not. I was not able to get any merch, which is heartbreaking because we got yeah. ushered out the building and they go, oh, yeah, don't worry, mate. Middle floor, there's a there's an actual shop open so you can just get that. And I think that's open till half past 10. Okay, no worries, pal. Go out there. They do just like, no, mate, we're not we're not selling any more merch here today. We're <laughs> oh. like, you've absolutely swindled me here. 
I um, what did I sacrifice to go and get merch? I sacrificed the great old Jeff Jarrett moments, and I couldn't care less. Yeah, so you did. I, I was okay, <laughs> and then I never went back out after that. Other than I think I went out for, to go to the toilet um, after the Stampede match, but I think I timed my um, absences quite well. You did, you did. Um, Buddy Matthews did a nice little tribute to Bray Wyatt. Yeah. Yes. At the beginning of this match with the lantern, which was was very nice. Um the acclaimed not the acclaimed, the, the House of Black wearing all white was a bit of a bit of a surprise. I don't know whether I'm reading too much into that because Was it just a sort nerd. of like, like special occasion? Yeah, yeah. Sort, sort of thing. Similar the thing, thing is as well, it had all that reflective on it, didn't it? So you know that light were going to bounce off yeah. that arena. Really yeah, cool. yeah. I, and as well, I think if they would have came out in black, they wouldn't have stood out as much. They would have sort of blended in no. a little bit too much. They would have like like blended into the, the surroundings a little bit too much. Yeah, yeah. Um, Julia Hart looked incredible. Um, and, and I don't mean that to sort of like attract them. I mean like. She's really sort of when she first came into that group. I think we predicted her going into it a long time before it happened, didn't we, Neil? Yeah, I called that. Um, but when she first ran, like... I thought, is she a little bit too bubbly? Is, is it going to be hard to not see that bubbly side of us shine yeah. through? But um, she fits in that so well, and she's not. Um, there was a little bit of a worry that she was going to be like, um, what's what's um. I think his name's Scarlet, is it? Uh, Thingy's wife, uh, Chris Cross. Cross. Chris Cross. I just yeah. don't like him either. But like, she just seems like a sort of pointless tool to me. And I thought that's what Julia Hart was going to be. But nah, man, she she she's in it now. Like, I fully like I've taken it on as like this sort of. She's like, done a lot of metal manager either. Yeah, like, no, she she's just these... in the group, isn't she? Yeah. She's, she like carries her own weight kind of thing, I feel. Like she's yeah. not one of those ones that's just gonna jump on the apron and get smacked in the face. She'd go in there and get in the face and yeah. you know give it back. So I think And I think that's been picked up on elsewhere in the spot where the acclaimed actually pulled yeah. it in and done a legit move, not one of those silly, let's remember what we're, we're dealing with wow. here. That was a legit high spot, you know. They they, they dropped the scissors on Julia Hart. They literally gave her a scissor me timbers. Which I think is, is testament to what she's currently doing, the fact that she's considered in that sense. And again, not just a distraction or someone who grabs someone's ankle and stuff like that. So yeah, yeah, big Julia Half fan at the minute. She's she's fucking brilliant. Yeah, yes, I did. I called it when they were doing the fucking what were they, the varsity blondes? Varsity, varsity. And the, uh, the spat, the spit in the eye. You, you, you said, you said, didn't you? You especially yeah. that, like, that's going to get him to, like, like a doctor, that's going to get infected. She's going to end up in the house <laughs> yeah. of black. I literally <laughs> the whole thing. As, she, as... I hope she doesn't rub that. <laughs> well, no. Um... <laughs> but, but yeah, I, I enjoyed that match. I think I, I know everyone loves the acclaimed, but I yeah. fucking love the acclaimed. Yes. Like, like the pop was insane. Like I feel like the pop for that was nearly as big as Osprey. Yeah, yeah. I think it was. And they've just got something about them. Like the chemistry they've got. It's that edginess I feel. Like that off the cuff. Yeah, yeah. They've got that edginess without just being controversial for controversy's sake. Yeah. Like some of the stuff they say in the raps before it, it's a bit near the knuckle. Yeah. But it's about Prince, uh, what's his name? The, prin- the, prin- the Prince Andrew shouts. 
the Prince Andrew show by Max Caster was good. That was quite funny. Yeah, that just um, hot because it's always it's always quite political as well, isn't it? Yeah. Or Joe Biden orientated, or, yeah. or... but at the same time, I mean, the, the, the pioneering stuff. I mean, you know, Anthony Bowen's had a, had a whole arena full of people screaming, He's gay, he's gay, in the most positive yeah. way possible. Yeah, I mean, in, a, in a good you know, way, <laughs> 20, 20, 25 years ago, could you imagine someone standing out in the middle of a ring and screaming? So, to an attractive woman, say, let's say Jordan, the attitude era, Vince wanted to see, but or Deborah coming onto this guy. Who honestly thinks that that guy would get away with breaking character and just go, well, sorry, I'm gay? Like, he would be out the door. Like, Imagine he would be out the, clo- out the closet, but out the door at the same time yeah. back in then. I feel like in ECW, you'd get lynched or something like that in, like, the Yeah, night. yeah. yeah. Like, you, do you know what? I know you're saying, like, 20, 25 years ago, and you, you're very, very, very right. Lad, mm. Imagine them trying to do that five years ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. See, yeah. Uh, it, it wasn't interesting. Yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Like... Because I think he, he even put on his socials after it. He's like, I've just had a whole arena screaming he's gay at me in a, mm. in the most positive way ever. <laughs> and yeah. it's good because I know we've we've touched on this before with some of the people in AEW where you've obviously got Bowens as a gay man. You've got Nyla Rose who's a trans woman. And they don't make the whole character about that. Yeah, which, which I think is really, really good because let's be honest, that is something they do in WWE. Oh, yeah, it's that WWE thing um, of if they treated all of the American superstars like they did the foreign ones, all of the American stars would be going down to, in the red, white, and blue. Yeah, you know, fucking with an eagle yeah. on the shoulder and stuff like that. Like they have to make that your whole identity. And in WWE, if you're gay, you are coming out on a giant. You know, the whole catwalk is going to be in rainbow colours. You're going to be coming out to Elton John. You know, waving a, a rainbow flag and stuff like that. So every yeah. every single gay stereotype, if you will, Vince be like, yeah, you're doing that. You're doing that. And this is the <laughs> moment where I say. Fuck you, Vince McMahon. And we know like, he listens. We know he listens. That's like the fifth episode in a row said, fuck you, Vince McMahon, and I'm keeping it going. I've got a shoe on it in every streak. <laughs> yeah, better than the Undertaker streak. But that's that's not because we're obviously, we we try to make this uh, a safe space for absolutely everyone. And I know, I know a lot of people say that, but we do stand with the LGBTQ plus community. And... They're not, they're not characters. Real people to be played. Doing real people things. Yeah, like it's just something that we we all know WWE would do, but thankfully AEW haven't done it, and hopefully they won't. Yeah, because it's just it's you know that it's it's not a characteristic thing. It's it's what they are. It's a you know, it's them as people, and they should keep it separate. Yeah, definitely. Storylines. I think they're all gay. <laughs> Are you going to say something else after that, Justin? <laughs> no, that was it. That's my two cents on it. Gays are gay. <laughs> gays are gay. Oh, no, I thought you meant everyone, like all wrestlers. No, no, just, you know. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, that that's makes it. more sense. You're gay, you're gay. It's you're good. gay, you, yeah, yeah. All right, okay, yeah, that's fine. That's, <laughs> yeah, you're a person. It's my relaxed attitude towards us. Okay, that's yeah. a very, a very relaxed attitude. 
we love that's that one to have, isn't it? I mean, let's be oh, honest, yeah. it, it, it's 2023. Like, if you can't accept that, like, the way somebody is, mm-hmm. you, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be putting yourself in them situations. Like, like everyone's got a right to, to speak up about what they believe in and the way that they are, and people shouldn't be judged on that, in my opinion. I mean, racism's a massive thing. Homophobia is a massive thing as well. I mean, we, we've all seen in the news about the kind of stories relating to it. There's no need for it, is there, in today's society? No. no, it's just... This show gets more and more like news nights and question time every week. <laughs> but with, you no just laughter, with no laughter. <laughs> with no Tory plan. You can have a big green Such screen. Such an adult show. <laughs> yeah. Such an day. adult show. No. My God, someone make fart noise. No, it's my, it's my stool that I keep... It's like rocking about on carpet. <laughs> Bad time to talk about your stool when I've mentioned farts. <laughs> so I always follow through. It happened. It's a beef burrito, so we could be playing, playing with Ooh, fire. Beef burrito? Beef, beef burrito. burrito. I love how we've gone from being really, really serious and like heartfelt to talking about shit and farts. That's the type of people we are. It's character oh, building. It is. It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, back to the... Back to the, the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we've, got, we've got range. That's what we've got. We've got range. We're like the Johnny Depp of podcasters. <laughs> in some aspects. Um, back to the trios match. <laughs> I'll real yeah, Who won again? In, uh, the acclaimed won, <laughs> won and Billy Ass won a title. And yeah, everyone was happy. We had a big 81,000 people scissor party. Are we liking how he, like how much these belts are being customised? Because they've gone from oh. these black and silver belts to yeah. the original, and then now we've gone to the pink belts. Are we liking this, that the teams are making them their own each time? Yeah. It all had scissor me on the belt strap in Boston leather. Yeah. Oh. Which is pretty new, fun. Nice. Yeah. And the, the ends of it are scissors. And, yeah. and the pink. They are pink. I mean, it's something like that you'd want to buy as a custom, wouldn't you? You won't want the standard yeah, stock. Yeah. yeah. Who are some other good teams who could like redesign the belt? Like, who are good aesthetic teams who could get them? Best friends. Yeah. Phil Wayne, quite a groovy one. Comic Sans, oh. best friends, like with Trio. It would just say Trio in the middle, and that's <laughs> it. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> like a like a split pin spinning disc just made out of paper. Yeah. Something like that. that. I think that'd be cool. I'd buy that. It wouldn't be too expensive either. Unless you no, get that'd be... Dark Dark Order could have some good black and purple belts. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think they're in line to get I think they could potentially be the people to take them from the acclaim, actually. You never um, know. They're, they're it, on the verge yeah. of a long yeah, they're doing like a big, turn again, aren't they? A big comeback and a, a bit heelish. Yeah. In I think... fact, you know what, right? I'm gonna call it now. Dark Order are going to take the seals belts off the acclaim. They're the next team to have them. You heard it here first. You heard not. We we are now a day sheet, and you heard it here first. We don't. Yeah. Know, we're just making things up. Come for you, Sap. Just quickly going back to best friends and Orange Cassidy. One of my favorite things of the whole event was. Orange Cassidy's pyro, where it was just one solid one. firework. <laughs> the fire, the one solid. It was brilliant. Wasn't that, it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that popped me so much. Uh, it was so funny. Uh, the just, fact that the actual best like, friend themselves got like this two-minute pyro as well. <laughs> <laughs> it made it even yeah. better. 
Well, that's uh, it. The fact that, like, like the fact that he can just make us all laugh with just one firework is a massive testament to just how how much he's been embraced. Because he was he was loved when he first came in, but it was by a very sort of neon nuanced audience. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's a bit of a niche character. If you knew him, you knew him. If you didn't, you'd never heard of him. Sort of thing. And now, I mean, as as AEW was screaming from the rooftops, he is one of the biggest things in wrestling at the minute. He's he has really made that international belt something to be desired, yeah. something to be proud of. Um, his character alone, I mean, and we're talking the fallout from Dynamite as well. He actually, after his amazing match with Penta, you need to see this match if you haven't. Um, he actually sets down in the chair and and pulls a big promo and it, like in this will come match with Moxie and. You know, he's transcended that original sort of weekend of Bernie's silent character who's just yeah. talking about. He is still working that, but he's he's now starting to find his mold as an actual wrestler and he does need to start doing actual promos and things like that, showing a bit of grit and like with the rivalry that he's gonna be in now. Um, you know, you can't sit there and joke your way through a match with Moxley, you know what I mean? No. You you have to actually put it in. And not to say he doesn't anyway, but I think it's good that this aggression is starting to show because with it comes a a, a sense of passion. That the fans are going to be able to latch on to more with them because it's not. I think his character beforehand it was brilliant. It was it was warm, but still a barrier between it because it was semi gimmicky. Yeah, if you understand. But now we're able to really get behind him because he's he's broken through it a little bit now. He's still that guy, but he's talking now. He's you, you can see it in him now. I think it you just lacked legitimacy, didn't it? Really, and now yeah. like he's coming into it now. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Do you know the only thing I find a bit weird with having uh, a match between him and Penta to see who faces Moxley? Like, surely it should be sort of like two people having a match to see who faces the champion. Yeah. Yeah, do you know, I think my guess at that is that, like, Moxley's the guy in AEW, so as much as this is for a belt, this match is a step up. This isn't yeah. Mox step, stepping down to, to this level to see what it's about. This is this this level being elevated to him. So yeah. I think it's been done in the sense that whoever wins this gets the honour of not just him facing him for the belt, it's just the honour of facing Mox. And I think yeah. this is where Orange is going to... I mean, I think it, it works to have maybe Moxley take the international belts because it does showcase it more. But regardless of the result, this is where Cassidy's going to cut his teeth. Yeah, it'll be a... in a match with Mox. And it'll, it'll where he's going to find out if he's going to be the uh, main event player that a lot of people think it's a very big split with Orange Cast. A lot of people love him, a lot of people like him, but don't think he's yeah. that main event material. And this is, I think, transition time for him. I think I yeah. think he can be. To be yeah, honest, I think, I think he he's fucking great. So the trio's match is done. House of Black oh. lost the titles to the acclaimed and badass. Yeah. Nice little scissor. Party at the end. I, think I actually sounded like I knew what I was talking about. So well. you, you did. It was fucking great. Do you think this is going sort of Billy Gunn's last sort of big moments, last big hurrah before he retires? Yeah, got to. In, uh, yeah, in ring. Yeah, but I think oh, he's, yeah. he's still going to be. I mean, I'm not obviously he's he's backstage. He's a huge thing backstage, but I think he's still. He has too much presence. He has too much yeah. persona about him for him not to be on camera helping out oh, in that yeah. sense. Um, whether that someday comes in the form of 
Um, maybe a betrayal, and he, and he teams up with his lads further on down the line. Mm, Who knows? Um, that, and he's yeah. just purely as a manager uh, who every now and again throws a fist in. But yeah, he he's just and for someone in the shape that he's in as well, I think it'd be a shame for him not to. I mean, the amount of guys who let's for in, say for instance, um, Terry Funk, RIP. Yeah. Um, you know, he's one of those guys who couldn't stop getting in the ring. Yeah. Um, even though he was physically incapable, so I think for someone who he, who is still physically capable, I, I can still contend with everyone. It just makes sense for him to still be yeah. in there. He's never had any huge long lasting injuries. He's never had any huge concussive blows. I mean, you know, he 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 is a he's fit as a fucking fiddle, but he's in incredible like shape. So it, it just keep him in there. He's still a draw. He's still active. Keep yeah. him in there. Yeah. I think, I think uh... it's 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 a shame if not to. For the people who, for the guys his age and older who wish they could be in that position, mm. um, yeah, that, it's a, it's a testament to all of them. I think Terry Funk had more retirement matches than most wrestlers had actual matches. <laughs> like, like in that state, like he was still an active wrestler, so you said retirement mm. in that state. I think yeah. said, I think that's what Onita said in his book. Don't quote me; I read it ages ago. But mm. Terry Funk was great. Terry Funk was sick. He's the man. I've, we yeah. would any of this stuff without him, would we? Oh, absolutely not. Absolutely not. So let's... I've just realised something. We've um, we've missed a match. Have we? We've missed the coffin match. Missed the coffin. And it's such a bad thing that, like, don't remind me of that talking about Teddy Funk. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking now. Oh. Sorry if we missed. Because <laughs> I was just going to say then. Like Terry Funk's need to wrestle like weighing on so much that I, I was half surprised that in the coffin match when they opened it, he just wasn't in there, sort of thing. <laughs> like that's his way to like put me in one last match. Yeah. But um two coffins. Yeah, coffin in, match. in the worst in the worst taste imaginable, I've remembered that we've missed the match out. Just the right. coffin. Just the coffin. Um, so before we hit the main event, let's go into this. Um... Let's quickly go through the coffin match. Um, I, I say quickly, but I mean when that music hit, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I've put the video up. By the way, for uh, acclaimed. What was that? Sorry. Seven oh yes. Buckles. Seven and a half oh, buckles. Yeah. 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 I, I reckon that's fair. Yeah, that's well fair. deserved. Yeah, it was. It was a roundabout match. It, it was. It was smooth. It was smooth. Yeah. It was entertaining. It was good. And Brody King taking that chair shot to the head, oh, and it just stuck to his head and just wandering about. <laughs> that. that was. I imagine for him that feels like someone just throwing like a paper ball at your skull or something like that. It's just like you're itching, just like what was that? Just like an all day in the pit for a minute. Yeah, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. the the coffee yeah. sting and Darby Allen coming out to stings. We all popped. This is another oh. one. This this wouldn't have worked an hour and a half earlier. No, no. Um, set the tone. Everyone had the lights out. Everyone had the phones out. Um, you had the little Joker segment at the beginning. It's showtime, whatever he said. That sounds like uh, then... that's <laughs> <laughs> he's he's just fucking great, isn't he? Thing like, and then the music hit. No one was expecting that. Was that um, music what he used in? No, because he's no, used it before, hasn't he? Yeah, he used it in. It was he used that in WCW. WCW, that was it. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I mean, yeah. Tony Khan's paying Mr. Mr. Lars quite a lot of money, isn't he? Yeah. And we know Lars doesn't like people getting hold of his music <laughs> if he doesn't allow it. Um, nah, in fact, that's a really Tony old Khan's hard map now. Does people listen to this? You probably won't even remember Napster. Mm. Um, 
That's where it told me you got it from. It just downloaded it from the past. Yeah. Just landwide. <laughs> Back in day. Tony Khan's now got a virus on his computer. <laughs> This is a retro episode now, isn't it? Jesus. Retro. The outro is going to be in like 16 bit. It's going to go on Halloween. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, the music, we had um, Strickland came out first, didn't he? Um, oh, that was rough, that. The rap did not go down well, did it? Um, it was very mumbly as well. Yeah, it didn't have any, they didn't have any presence, any sort of gravitas about yeah. them. It just felt like they'd sent these two people out. I mean, I'm sure. Since I've watched it back, it makes it makes a bit more sense with the camera up close. But as yeah. as a it live spectator being there, that didn't go down well at it all. D- it didn't um, translate. I, I honestly well. would have rather had little T sing Road Rage at Wembley. That would have been yeah. Or yeah. Out, okay, yeah. Yes, but... yeah. I really like Swerve's theme as well, though. Like I, I really like the, the the actual theme and the sounds of it. But doing yeah, that live yeah. with them, it just didn't it didn't translate well. It didn't. No, not, not that it was bad. It just yeah. it just didn't work. And you know what? Again, like we said, some things don't work and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. And then obviously um Christian is as Christian always is on point. Um yeah. machine. You know, he comes out, he knows what he's doing, he did what he does. Uh but yeah, the sting entrance, that was a big, big, big moment. Yeah, um, I was sick that. Everyone went off for that. I think I've seen videos of it AW me have put a video of it. Yeah. Well. Um, the match itself, let's let's be straight up here. I mean, it had its moments, but it was all about Sting, wasn't it? It yeah. was all about yeah. Sting. And maybe Strickland comes in a close second for for the main focus. Darby, Darby Allen was just, yeah, he was just coughing, dropping left, right, and said, "Do what Darby <laughs> does." Um, Christian, I mean, he had he had a little bit of presence in it, but he was a bit mad, mainly there. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, but it was it was all about Sting, and I think the fact that I can now say, obviously, I've seen. Sting not only make an entrance, I've seen the Stinger death drop, I've seen the Scorpion death lock, I've, I've seen him, you know, the Stinger splash, I've seen it all happen in front of me now, and I can genuinely die happy as a wrestling fan. Yeah. Um, it was a bucket list match, wasn't it? Yeah, it was, it was just Sting doing some of the stuff he's doing at it. What is he, 64? Yeah. Like, it's like the last ride in it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and what a ride he's given us. Oh, God, Incredible. yeah. Like, Jumping off the apron onto Swerve Strickland through a table, and he didn't go through it. So he was like, "Do you know what? Doing it again. I just want to do it again." Didn't just hesitate. Like him, didn't they? hesitate. Yeah. No. Yeah. The match and they're was... using that so well, AEW, because these high spots that he's doing aesthetically look incredible, but he like they're doing them in a very safe manner. Like when yeah. he's jumping off these high spots, the guys are catching him. Um, that leg drop looked incredible, but it's it's probably the safest way. You know, you can you can put your body through someone else, yeah, on top of someone else through a table. You know what I mean? Like he he when you watch the drop, he's 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 still comfortable as he's like. I mean, Strickland obviously isn't, but Sting <laughs> was still no. quite comfortably landing things like things that, and that is that just well. so. that's it. Yeah, I'm sure they just put him in a giant pickle jar at the end of every show, <laughs> and, and just like push him into a freezer or something like that. Or next to Walt Disney. <laughs> Oh, who would we want? Do you want Walt Disney back? Nah, Sting, he's got he's got more of a yeah, it's all, yeah. Maybe Sting is Mickey Mouse, like the black and white, and we just don't realise. Saving, saving Walt Disney for the next forbidden door. <laughs> in like oh, 200 years. Like that. Yeah, I don't think Walt Disney had like that many foreigners in one room. <laughs> forbidden door. No, I don't, I don't know. I think what I know of Walt Disney. 
I think it's him against the owner of Studio Ghibli. So I think that's the, the book. Oh. <laughs> that's that sounds like a Vince McMahon match. If I like, that's one. Mickey <laughs> Mouse versus Totoro. <laughs> <in a laughs> yeah. Controversy, you see, draw me money. <laughs> <laughs> there was a, there was a point I was going to make then, but I fucking can't remember what it was. Something to do with Sting, oh, probably. We're still glad you're here, though. Thanks. Sting's cool. Uh, <laughs> the match, well, yeah, that match was brilliant. Um, it was good for that match. <laughs> it was good for Nick Wayne to get out and have a little bit of exposure as well. It was, yeah. but I, I really didn't understand that. So, like, no, he I mean, came it, out. He he ran all away. Board. He must have been fucked by the time he got to the end of the causeway, and then he gets him with a skateboard, and then Lucha just takes him back. Yeah, and it's like come out, have a little bit more of an effect. Like, yeah, and it's not Nick's fault. Not Nick's fault at all. No, um, no, not just, at all. Maybe have him so, do some sort of um, team with or he. high spots with Darby Allen or something like that. Yeah, no. but he's um, but he's got big things coming to him soon, hasn't he? They should they should have yeah. used it though, like set up from massive high spot into the coffin. Then I don't know they yeah. shut the coffin and he I don't know yeah. he just he shit on it or something. I mean that would have popped and it would have been a nice little break as well. Yeah, yeah, but it was what it was. I enjoyed it. Um, Sting. Uh, Derby went over after much controversy and much kerfuffling with said coffin. Yeah. Um, good spots on it. With uh, good drop on it. The end of the match, I think this match should be null and void because Swerve's dreadlocks were outside the casket, or sorry, the coffin when it closed. So technically, he wasn't all inside it. Well, I'll tell you, you what. All in. If I, all in. If I if I put you in a coffin, yeah, close it. You can fucking say six foot of mud. If a little bit of your hair is still sticking out of it, are you not technically buried still? But he wasn't buried. No, but he was in a coffin. Just, yeah, coffin. Yeah, but he's got to be all in the coffin. If I all in, or at times all in. Yeah, okay, it makes sense. When um, when you when you put me in this coffin and bury me, am, am I dead or am I just like been put in a coffin know, for gonna, the laugh? I'm gonna I'm gonna make sure you're alive when I, when I put you in this <laughs> coffin. You know, you're gonna I feel every second of what I've got planned for you, champ. I'll be like but, um, when he's just stuck in the coffin in The Simpsons. <laughs> yeah. But that's nobody dead in this goddamn cemetery. I wasn't gonna <laughs> yeah. say. Yeah, um, I enjoyed that. Neil in the coffin had a nail in the coffin. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I enjoyed that match. It was it was what it was. It was uh, people getting shit in and it was fucking good. <laughs> getting what? Getting the shit in. Oh, uh, right, okay. Yeah, not, I misheard that then. You fucking yeah, really did. Yeah. It's like, let's have a look at the complete move list of each of these characters. Right, you're just using all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and like it's sort of like a, a conveyor belt of of what was to come. So, which yeah. as you say, I'm okay with it. It's a safe match if you know what's coming. Oh, absolutely. Um, what's um... based on this uh, newfound Bennett system that's swelled your ego so much? What rating are you going to give it? You know, I'm going to give it an eight, just for seek and destroy. Mm. Yeah, it was no as much as I remember that. that match. All I'm all I think back on is seek and destroy. Yeah, you just, you, right. you got to think of like those moments, and the two for me were Derby dint in it. Yeah, Swerve's hands getting locked in it. The start and end, so you can destroy. That's it. It was fucking. Did great. you not miss a trick by not maybe having Fozzy play it live? If you've got live musicians backstage, maybe have them like give it that more effect. Or do you think it had I mean, to be the Metallica one? 
You might not have got a lion salt though. He might have been a bit gassed after that. Yeah, he's not doing that yeah, twice, true. is he? Yeah. Well, maybe not Jericho singing it, just the other guys playing. Yeah, just have fucking watch your man doing the fucking guitar solo. We'll get that, them lads from two rows down. They, they were good at singing. We'll get them in. <laughs> they would not have known the way. As if they know a Metallica song. <laughs> <laughs> so. You know, Ed Sheeran and David Guetta. <laughs> Peter Andre. <laughs> yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Don't take on Peter Andre. The hard mate. Mysterious girl. Not the time or the place. <laughs> Mysterious girl. 90s pop is my jam. Did you just say you've shook hands with Peter Andre? No, I said I'd chuck hands to Peter Andre. Oh, right, okay. Uh, <laughs> I really miss, miss it, that one. Neil Could was going to come and start licking your hands and everything, then if he thought you'd touch Peter Andre. I know. So, uh, and then now we've back got the main events. linear programming. Yeah, yeah. Back on <laughs> track. We haven't forgot any more matches, so we'll wrap up with the review of the main event. Which, as we discussed earlier, MJF and Adam Cole won the ROH titles off Aussie Open. So, tag team champions, well, tag team champion against tag team champion for the title. I'm going to be honest, some of the best storytelling I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Complete roller coaster. Just... And I said this to you the other day, Sean. I think I might have said it to myself. I don't know. I say you else are you talking to? If it wasn't me, the well, if it's yourself, that's cool. The yeah. voices in my head. <laughs> All right, Andy, and, simmer down. Yeah, <laughs> I can't think of anyone in recent memory who's a better in-ring storyteller than MJF. Not at the minute. I don't like is no. everything to is like is is sort of micro emotes in the ring and stuff like that. It's just yeah. It's the it to the camera crew for being able to pick on them, pick yeah. up on them during the match and things like that. Because if if you're not seeing them from home, then you know they're pointless. Yeah. The fact that we do and pick up on them is just a huge credit to him and them. Like when the when they're throwing the the chairs to each other, doing the sort of Eddie Guerrero, you know fake hit, I'm going to throw it to you and then I'm going to hit the, hit the ring and then Cole lies down and MJF's got over the chin, it's the little shrug that he gives yeah, and then yeah. puts it around <laughs> his neck and just lies down it's like he, he's he's a fucking genius I'm going to say it, uh, he is and like I think, the facials, like with the uh, tombstone on the announce desk, he puts Adam yeah. Cole down, he's like, heading his hands, can't do this and then, yeah that just vicious side of Adam Cole, that snap, and he's there, bang, tombstones him. No one does it better at the minute. Like no evil one. Adam Cole, for someone who just is so sweet looking, like <laughs> yeah. evil Adam Cole is so believable as well. Isn't yeah. That like and, bring, um, from the edge of the uh, steps, that was oh, dirt. I, I said that to the other time, the edge of those, that looked oh. horrible, didn't it? But then again, you had the thing from Adam Cole because everyone was like, oh, he's now he's evil, Adam Cole. But then he's checking him. Max, you okay? You okay? Yeah. He like, kept just like... You don't know where to go. Yeah, yeah. And do you know what, right? For all these... Like, I've seen all like the memes and stuff going on about like Adam Cole's size and stuff like that. And like I can honestly tell you all, like all of our like listeners and stuff, that like from my seat, he is at least four centimetres tall from what I could see. So like less of this shit about how small he is. Yeah. yeah. So solid four centimeters tall from where I saw him. Don't know what you mean. 
if it was four about four centimeters. Four centimeters. But if you if you zoom in, and on obviously have it to scale, he's at least twenty five foot tall. Oh, is he really? You know yeah. that doesn't come across because yeah. that's how with us be, with us being a little bit far away. You've how, got to how account much you for got a pinch though for that scale ratio. Oh, you've got to put it under a microscope. <laughs> <laughs> but no, all these because we, we had it a while back, didn't we? Where people were saying fucking Adam Cole's got a dad bod and shit like that. Like number one, if Adam Cole's got a dad bod, I wish I had a fucking dad bod. He has like, got a dad bod. That dad is Billy Gunn. <laughs> <laughs> number two. I fucking hate people who think they've got the right to talk about other people's appearances and other people's bodies. Like, don't do it. Yeah, there's no reason for it. Scumbag um, It is. And number three, all these people who say in this have probably got no fucking right and no fucking room to talk when... They probably can't do all the shit he's doing. You get in the ring and do it. You go and have fucking 30, 40, 50 minute matches. Ah, it's, it's the... You try finding on the road somewhere by the time you've packed down after shows and stuff, you find a place where you can get chicken and rice yeah. served to late or and veg and broccoli and everything. You, unless you've packed that yourself, you can't. It's it's fast food. You look down, you look down the motorway when you're driving back from shows at 10, 11 o'clock at night, you don't see bloody bistros and pubs open serving food. It's McDonald's and Burger King and KFC. Yeah. yeah. Just and look, look, what happened, look what happened to your mate after she had the fucking chicken after all in. I'm telling you, rough do. You don't want you don't want that happening, do you? But it's just... Just fucking stop it. Like... Yeah, it's not needed. It just pisses me I off. Mean, it just fucking annoys me. I'm I'm six foot tall and Irish, so I get to say whatever I want about anyone. But... <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Stop but... being sizes, Jesus. <laughs> no, yeah. Fuck's sake. But... Well, last time I come on here with my turn. Not, not just <laughs> sizes. Not just sizes. I'm 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 ugliest. <laughs> not ugliest. Ugliest. <laughs> ugliest is no. No. But... I love you all. I love you all. I don't M- never MJF go going into that sort of almost sort of a lovable baby face. Mm-hmm. It felt it very rockers and like Shawn Michaels, Marty Jannetty kind of yeah, breakup yeah. situation. It felt like it was going to be that, especially in like the early days. Like, you know, when he turns around, he's like, just do it, Max. Yeah. And everyone was going, yeah. he's going to smash him with the belt. And obviously, there was the big hug. And it's like, next time, next time. And yeah. And then MJF doing the same thing, turning around, saying, just do it, just do it. And Adam Cole doesn't do it. It's just, it's a a story that's going full circle many times. Like, And do you know what was the best to see, right, is that from, what was it, five years ago, four years ago, seeing MJF on uh, MLW? Yeah. Um. In pretty much the same gimmick, his gimmick has not changed much at all. To now seeing him, I think in his element where he should be coming out in that main event on that throne, he is just finally in his natural surroundings. Um. It, it just it's it, it's it's like a second skin on him. That sort of surroundings, him coming out on the throne, um, him coming out with the mask. It's just like the, there's no nerves, Sean, uh, on that for it for his first big 
Like he's done big events, but for his first yeah. big time WrestleMania this moment that he's dreamt of, uh, you you wouldn't think that this was his first time doing something like that. And for someone, as I said, from four or five years ago to go from still sort of pushing on certain indies and being on like things like MLW to being the man, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. He he carries it almost effortlessly, doesn't he? Because he he says it himself, but he is a generational talent. He's not price on it, let's be honest. Like he's he yeah. can go where he wants now. If he, yeah. And he doesn't need to change anything about himself either. They won't go, oh, we need to change your gimmick. Like if he went straight from GCW Caesar WMLW to WWE, they'd probably go, We're gonna change your gimmick, you'll be similar, but but yeah. now he's, because... he's got complete control on it. Yeah. Yeah, from the days of, as I say, when he was in um, MLW, Major League Wrestling, he was in a, a, a faction with, uh, what's his name thingy, Hammersmith. Uh, is it Hammer, Hammersmith or Hammerstone? Alex Hammers, Hammerstone? Yes, that, yeah, yeah. And it was, again, it was another sort of like, it was a, it was a rich entitled guy style faction uh, given, yeah. but... Um, that faction was made that way to suit MJF's character rather than him, you know, doing it for the faction. That these guys were made to act more like him. Um, I can't remember what they had. It was it was something. I want to see something along the lines of maybe million dollar or, or diamond quarter or so, something along those lines. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the the character is exactly the same as what it has now, except in the sense that he has uh, naturally matured in both himself and the character. Um. But he 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 doesn't have to change. He doesn't. No. That, that, I think yeah. that for me is a set. I know, like, there's a lot of wrestlers who are huge now and have gone through certain gimmicks in the past where each one they've thought this is the one that I'm going to make it with, and then they, they always tweak and change. MJF's just got it nailed. He just gets it, um, and he very is much is a natural as well, way. isn't he? Yeah, without a doubt. Like it's he makes it seem effortless. Yeah. You look at his promos and like his vignettes and stuff. No one else could. No one else could not work every single week of television being the champion mm-hmm. like he does. Yeah. He, he doesn't need to wrestle. He said that before. He doesn't need to go on rampage. He doesn't. Everyone will tune into Dynamite to watch him and yeah. watch his segment. Yeah, just like Will Ospreay. Yeah. I, I feel if Will Ospreay was under contract with AW, people a lot of people would watch his match and then they'd leave. Yeah. Yeah. Is that not about to happen? Has he got like six months left on his on his current contract? Yeah. And uh, I mean, surely after after all of this, it, it has to be AEW that he goes to. Surely he, he, he like maybe obviously WWE are going to want want him, but surely it's AEW where he goes to, is it not? I think New Japan will end up having him back. He never yeah, really I think. got. I, personally, I mean, you, you've got the whole of United Empire there, which are doing incredibly well, apart yeah. from Aussie Open. And also, you've got to think, like, he's never had a really, really good run with that belt yet. No. That world heavyweight. Yeah, so, yeah. it'll be the perfect time for him to get it back. He's just come but do you not think the there's a case team. for, like, I mean, a- AEW at the minute are ready to give him the keys to the castle, aren't he? So to yeah, speak. definitely. It, is he not still young enough to come to AEW now, reap the benefits, and then make this sort of um, triumphant storyline return to NJPW to finally take the belt, maybe even do it at a Forbidden Door type events. Yeah. He'll like he'd probably be better off with his style, like it's very crash and burn. So I feel like his new Japan yeah. style would probably be better off doing that while he can and then coming mm-hmm. to AW and toning it down. Maybe not not a lot, just a tad bit. And he'd still get on fine. Yeah. In a like, in a Kenny Omega style. 
like how yeah, he's done. So he stayed he, over he there. Might, he might can off the sky twister or something like that to the outside or just, you know, like back flipping off like trusses. He might stop that in AEW, but yeah, I mean, he's like I said before, his body's not the way it used to be from doing this style of match. So, no, but it's taking it to toll. Who knows? Not the most high risk for nothing, is it? No, it's not. It's not. Might get Will Ospreay in a death match with John Moxley one day. We never know. Ooh. I'd, I'd be into that, to be honest. I wouldn't mind. Only on who'd bleed Mox. first in that one? I mean, Mox. Always Mox. Mox would yeah, <laughs> bleed on the entrance, wouldn't he? Mox, yeah, um, lock up with him and it's going to catch his eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> so, talking of spots, let's go back to this MJF call match. It, it, it was littered with them towards the end, wasn't it? Spots, segments. Yeah. Uh, everything from uh, the the double clothesline finish masterpiece. Yeah. Um, five more minutes again. The the, the repeat of that, the run over to that, and that coming full circle. Uh, Roderick Strong coming in, uh, not once but twice. Um, each one of these moments, because I think at one point we all thought the draw was the end, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I mean, we thought he was going to win it that way. Some reason. Yeah. <laughs> um, but each time, you know, they, they had us, didn't they? We we thought yeah. that this was going to be it. It was going to go this way. It was going to go that way. Um, didn't detract from the ending at all either. Um, I think I know we spoke about the roll up finish or just you know the the, the, the screwboy finish in the um, this. elite. And that's this why one it worked. Yeah, because it takes away from yeah, the main. That's it, and I think that they, considering how much we already love this this storyline, this angle with with Adam Cole and, and MJF, we're now just realizing that we've just been scratching the surface of it now. Uh, yeah. Now all the other characters coming to me and you were saying from the beginning that Roderick Strong is going to have a bigger part to play. I genuinely thought he was going to betray Adam Cole, um, and team up with MJF. I'm glad that isn't the case. We're getting a lot more depth in that now. I mean, they've probably got another form. Maybe what three, four months out of this? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm very, twice. very glad that they didn't pull the trigger on that at this event because uh, I think. Do we think that going. this culminates in an Adam Cole title reign, or do we think there's someone in between? Do we think Adam Cole takes it off someone else? I think it'll be maybe like a triple or something like that, and some, and it'll be those two. Yeah, out, and it'll be some kind of shady finish, and it's like neither of us should have lost that, and. Then we get the like grudge match side of it. I feel. I was just going to say, so that'll lead on to grudge style with with no sort of title on the line or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, big promo package. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be oh, good. It'd be brilliant. It'd be no brilliant. Yeah. I wouldn't say no to it. Like I think because there's even potential to bring in um, female counterparts. I mean, obviously Adam Cole has Britt Baker. Can we imagine a a, a a sort of female counterpart for MJF? Is there anyone in particular you could think to bring over and do that? Ladies, money. Oh, oh yeah. dude. She was, she was there. Bang. Yeah. You've hit the, yeah. the nail has been hit on the head. Oh, oh my God. Money. And she, yeah, they've got a king and queen angle straight away, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, my God. Two richest players in the game. Yeah. Oh, I would not even have went there at all. Big no. brain move, mate. Big brain move. Oh, the, big, the biggest dude. of the brains. That's, yeah. Tony jump oh, out shit. over to me. Come on, yeah. CK. Tony will de emulate Yeah. He can even yeah. use my turnbuckle rating for his on his DVDs if he wants. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking speaking of turnbuckle ratings, what's, what's this? 
Yeah. 9.5, my brother. Yes, I'm sorry. Like, there wasn't yeah. there wasn't much holding this back, was there? Let's be honest. No, no absolutely no. The only um, way this could have been like elevated is literally if we had like seven months of storyline behind this yeah. and then this was yeah. a grudge match. That's yeah. the only way. Yeah. We've got that all out 60 man fucking brawl. 60 minute brawl, sorry, not 60 man. That would be like the worst rumble ever. But, <laughs> uh, 45 you know, of them would be gone in the initial clash when they all run into the middle. I think this it? has gone from, I think this pay-per-view pretty much took people from going, AEW is a little indie to, this is like some serious storytelling now, which people yeah. can get. Everyone's had that friend that, you know, they've started off hating and then they become friends with them. Then they think, oh, they're a bit of a dick still. And then, you know what? Now nah, he's a really good mate. Of mine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's relatable, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. really is. Oh, more than you know. Where <laughs> <laughs> all the dirt comes out, I knew it was dirt. Oh, yeah. So, just a few more things before we finish up because this has been long. Um, what is your turnbuckle rating for the event on a whole? Out of ten. Yeah. We're, we're going at eight point five. 8.5. Yeah. 8.5. Absolutely fair yeah, for, fair. for that. Yeah, like the high points were super, super high. I just think that if they had a bit more time on and you know a bit some... more jiggling about with the card, it would have been it would have been bang on because the quality yeah. of matches didn't lack. It was just the execution and the placement on the card for me. Yeah, yeah there was some there was a, a few missed opportunities, nothing nothing to growl about too much, but yeah, they, they yeah. did sort of miss the shot on a few little things. 8.5 is fair, I think. What was your match of the night? I'm Jeff Adam Cole. Like, mm. you, as we've said, you tell us one storyline that's got this many people invested to this level and calibre. Yeah. That There isn't one. No, there really there isn't, isn't, I think. One. Even, I know we've, we've talked about the bloodline a little bit. For me, this has got the potential to transcend that storyline. I think this tops it personally. I mean, I'm. Yeah, I'm it's it's not like, a ridiculous shout by any means. Yeah, but because the way they done the bloodline thing at the end has got a little bit stale and just got lost on itself. But I think this is on the way to being. I think there's enough twists and turns with to keep it fresh, as you said, for a good three, four months. Oh, if, if they approach like the year mark, I'd be like, yo, you need to cut this now. But, <laughs> yeah. You know. But they can, like, they can keep the it going. Is... Where are we now? We're in August, aren't we? They can keep that going until at least the... They have a pay-per-view in September. March, don't they? September. <laughs> I think... Is it full gear? They've, yeah. added, they've added stuff now, no. haven't they? There's... Um... Revolution. Is it, little, is it yeah. Grand Slam or something? Have they got a... That's just like a big dynamite. That's a big dynamite, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, is it? Well, I reckon they could keep it going until at least March time. And it'd still be interesting. Yeah. Um, so that was your match of the night, obviously. What about your moments of the night? Um, probably Mox getting skewered. I mean, yeah. that was. I think just for the, just for the moment itself, like you'd never think you'd get eighty-one thousand people witnessing a death yeah. match. It's, but it's it's yeah. as much of a niche. Um, yeah. It's it's a niche anyway in itself. So to have. Even though it wasn't always well received, like to have deathmatch on that scale, like obviously Chris Jericho and Nick Gage, they had it on Dynamite, which I yeah. think was a massive win for the community. But now that they've got that out there, no matter if people think it was done badly or it was distasteful, 
it was out there. A lot of people enjoyed it. A lot of people subjected to it that had never seen it before. And will I assure you, go and watch Deathmatch Wrestling now because of that spot. Yeah, yeah definitely. Absolutely. So we'll we'll wrap that up. That is... Uh, all in. Long We've been all in. Oh. We have been all in. Um, so Jack at the moment is sidelined with an injury. Um, yeah. Only gone and broke his wrist. Yeah, it's okay. It's cool. The footage is okay. out there. So. Yeah. Footage is out Down there. those Channel 5 pornos on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> I wish it was that simple. I mean, no. IWTV, our Kumite New Blood. Yeah. But, yeah our go, our good, good friends in Kumite. We love Kumite. Kumite's sick. Like, yeah. The guys are dope there. And they've so. been very, very, very nice to us since just we started gotta, doing this. Just got to rest up and uh, hit them Japan dates in October. So what's cool. the what's the time frame? Is that what it is? October. Uh, I've got about roughly four weeks now until um, I've the surgery's healed up and it's fine. I've just got to wait until I can weight bear and weight lift. So yeah. I want to get myself in decent ring shape before I get back. I don't want to be uh, don't want to be huffing out my ass. So could you but, um, when 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 you're in Japan? Could you do us a favor? Yeah. <laughs> just, just listen to one episode of the show in oh, Japan. Oh, yeah. Because we're, tra- we're trying to get in as many countries as we can. So we're telling people when they're working internationally, even if you just press play on it and turn the volume down and just walk oh. around it in your pocket. To be honest, we can go international. We're we in about a... six countries at the minute. We have had, we have had a, few, a few listens from other countries. The first one we had was Malaysia. But yeah, we think that was just someone on holiday. <laughs> and then we've had... Yeah. <laughs> America, Sweden, France, and Australia, which I'll take. I'll, yeah, I'll take that. Some good numbers. Yeah, it's not bad. And uh, um, put our initials in some toilets, like graffiti or so over there, so people think we're like a gang. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, not in Japan. <laughs> yeah, we're staying away from that Yakuza business. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you have any, any merch for sale? That... I do. I've got it's all direct through me. So if people want to drop me a message, um, it's Jack Bennett Puresu on Instagram. Um, I've got like some straight edge tees. I've got some Seozawa printed tees. Who is a super dope dude from Japan who's done loads of illustrations for, like Takeda, um, Kasai, Madman Pondo. Like anyone who's a who's who of Deathmatch has got one. Like Big Joe, Caden, even guys yeah. over here. Stickers and prints and stuff, so that'd be cool. We'll, we'll, we'll drop them, we'll the, get them drop the links into everything because obviously, with you being unable to wrestle at the minute, every little helps. Oh, much love, much love. No problem. So, now, thanks for uh, coming on. Thank Let you me. very, very much for giving us like three well, hours. Thanks for time. inviting us. Thanks for inviting us on, Jack. To be honest, <laughs> um, all right, mate. The system pays for itself, you know, in the long run. I know. I know. You, man, you just took over right? the whole thing now. I'm so glad we came up with it. I know. Thanks for thanks for sitting in front of us at, uh, all in. Hey, it was cool. It, it was it was magical, wasn't it? I mean, we had a, a was. time. Yeah, it was nice. It was nice. It was lovely. I'm so it. glad we all got to share the magic together. Hey, you never know. It might happen next year at all in too, if you're lucky. Oh my god, imagine that. That'd just be well, right. Let's just so we're next year we're looking at sitting in similar seats but on the opposite side so we can see like okay, the yeah. Yeah, I think that's like purple zone or something. I think like that, we're gonna, we're looking at similar to that. Yeah, because yeah. the height, the height and level of our seats was perfect, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it just would have been great to not have the big block of the back of the entranceway next. To yeah, us. you can just see the back of people's heads walking down to the ring. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. oh, it is what it is, isn't it? I'm going to stop recording. We finish the podcast. Bye, everyone.